This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Alira Dakwil of Sargatanis, Shadow Odegev of Lamia, and Saren Orimura of Sargatanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more info, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Calm down, or I'm gonna have to frag you. <laughs> we are dealing with someone here who has absolutely no life. And Nika. And I am a gorgeous girl with big cans. LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome. To Limit Break Radio, episode number 67. Oh, shit, son. Dude, they, the, the number just keeps climbing. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We are, of course, live from Eorzea. If you'd like to join us, we are on the Sergeant Tana server. And you can join us at the LBR Headquarters and free company house at the Goblet, Plot 30 in the 5th Ward. Please uh, join us live each and every single Sunday here on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Happy to have you guys along. Excited for this Sunday. We've got a lot to talk about here on the show today. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. And uh, we want to take your calls. We want to hear from you going to be talking all about patch 3.3 and we want to know what you feel about it how do you feel about the weeping city of macaque that's how you say it right Mac-ac. yeah sure sure no it's my cock that's what it is with yeah. a weeping city of macaque just cock. Sure. you gotta say it you gotta say it like like you're like from deep boston right macaque oh they kicked me macaque macaque uh, so we want to we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord. Now, normally we've got Kooky standing by to take your calls, but not this week. No, Kooky decides to be lazy this week. No, <laughs> Kooky is out at the Los Angeles Convention Center covering e3 for final encounter cast now the thing is is that when we when we wrap up this show we're gonna do the quick dash over to twitch.tv slash final encounter cast where we're gonna be rebroadcasting the ea conference that starts at 4 p.m so we hope that you'll join us over 
over there at twitch.tv slash final encountercast hang out chat along with us and then give us a call after the conference wraps up we want to take your calls we're going to be doing this with all of the e3 conferences as well as checking in with kooky who is live at the e3 show floor getting interviews checking out all of the cool stuff there we're going to be checking in with her as the show progresses you're good you're not going to want to miss that also tonight at 10 p.m eastern we're going to be over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast doing the same thing for the bethesda presentation so we hope that you'll make plans to join us over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast that does preempt an official show we're going to be uh cobbling together all of our post show uh our post show analysis as well as kooky personas exclusive interviews live from the e3 show floor to present to you guys next week over at twitch.tv slash final encounter cast and so we're super excited to be covering e3 for the very first time and uh and uh, of course uh there's no one that we trust more with this duty than kooky and she's going to be doing a great job so uh juxta is going to be back manning the phones today but we (laughs) but we do want to hear from you limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord is how you call in and we really want to hear from you about patch 3.3 this has been a very polarizing patch in the community because of some of the difficulty associated with what would normally be assumed to be casual content it's awesome it's casual oh well we will talk about that we'll get to that all in time but of course brand is so hard guys (laughs) (laughs) but of course joining me uh we have traded in one Kahlo landis and we have gotten back in escalia as well as nika welcome back from your guys's week off i feel like we still got the the lesser end of the deal (laughs) how well last week must have just been like anger and bitterness all week so escalia you were out at colossal con yep i was out at colossal con in sandusky ohio cosplaying a pretty impressive squall thank you i gotta say that i was pretty impressed by that that squall cosplay came together at the very last minute as the best things do yeah uh and nika you were out at awesome con yes i was uh so uh did you guys have a good time was it awesome was it awesome it is always awesome. It's always awesome. I heard you were there for like 30 minutes. 30, no, the on Friday. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Friday is, is even I, I had to work, Well, I had to work on Friday, and then the Metro was being stupid, and I couldn't find any of my costume pieces, and I wanted to cry. So Jesus, did you even try? The DC Metro, well, the DC Metro is doing this whole, like, hey, everything's fucked up, so we're trying to fix it, but we're calling it something froofy, like, Safe Track Project. Oh, and God. so basically for like the rest Urban of forever, development. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! So, so like everything's running really slow. They're single tracking met- metricals at midnight every day of the week. It's really stupid. So Oh my God. Yeah. So it's really DC. changing a lot of summer plans in the DC area. So it really sucks. My, my, my sister lives in that area. So yeah, I know all about that. I know all about God, that. Safe yeah. Track. Safe uh, Track. Yeah. Yep, because like in is. the last so many months, like how many times has something exploded or a, a, a station has to be evacuated or something catches on fire like every couple days. Yeah. So yeah. Now okay, they're, well, they're see, fixing it. You see, they're taking steps to prevent that, so you should be happy. 
maybe. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it, as long as that's what it actually does. Hey, hey it's government contracted work. I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh yeah, it's always great. That always ends well. All right, so uh, let's take a look at what's going on in FF14 news. This is a limit breaking news update. I really feel like that intro should be a lot longer. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, like another like 30, 45 seconds. Uh, well, we could we could just like let it play for like 30, 45 seconds. Well, We're need, not even to 30 seconds. We're at 20 seconds. We now. need like drops and just like talking. We, we need just have, like we, pointless yeah. drops. Yeah. We need to have the cameras on us while it's going too. Oh, okay. That's well, really just the key. Well, I can, Kali. I can <laughs> fix Kali. all of that. I can fix all of that. Let's uh, turn the webcams on just in the news. <laughs> Anira, did you hear a patch came out this week? Uh, patch did come out this week. We're going to be talking all about that here on the show today. But, uh, of course, this is E3 weekend, and uh, Final Fantasy XIV will be out at E3. If you're going to be out there, uh, the uh, they're going to have the Sephiroth Challenge out there, as well as a uh, letter from the producer live. That's Wednesday, June 15th. It's coming up this week, guys. Uh, and, of course, that will be at the YouTube and Twitch locations. And uh, they've got a T-shirt for the Sephiroth Challenge, which, got to say, that's one of the cooler T-shirts. I, I like I like my Odin one. I do. I definitely like my Odin one. Uh, but uh, that one is pretty badass. And uh, there's also going to be the debut of the fat chocobo statue that attendees will be able to climb atop for a for photo opportunities (laughs) the statue will be placed in uh will be placed front and center at the e3 south hall lobby for attendees to take memorable photos with after e3 the beloved fat chocobo will need to get prepared for his appearance in October. Sounds like that's going to be following <laughs> us to FanFest. Yes! We need a lot of disinfectant. Yeah. What's, what's the over-under on someone breaking part of the Fat Chocobo statue? I, I wonder if there's a weight limit. Does Fat <laughs> Chocobo have... I mean, there's gotta be, right? I mean, like, be, I mean, is it like the size of an actual mountain so we get to like ride on it? Or is it like... That's what it sounds like. It's, it's like climb atop it, right? Yeah. You're they climbing. did say that, yeah. Yeah. But it could mean that it's like the size of a like a room and you just climb on top of it and like stand on it. I, size of a room? A side, no, wait, but I mean like bigger what? than an actual I mean, like, <laughs> a huge no, statue. Bigger, How do they get that? Hang on, let me let me try to get a sense of size here, Nika. Is it bigger or smaller than a bread box? <laughs> the size I mean, of a it room. It could be bigger than like a mount, like something you just climb on, but that would be bigger dangerous, I suppose. Oh uh, well, all, all I know I is someone that someone's falling and breaking their neck. You've seen the fat shark? Well, he is the size of a room. Yeah, that's true. That fat choke was going to get a lot of action. Uh, so uh, Square Enix also announced probably the maybe the second coolest contest because the Heavensward Music Contest was yeah very very cool. Uh, but I am so into this. They have de- uh, announced a gear design contest for tank armor. Okay, I'm going to throw out that I feel like the tank armor is the only armor that's ever cool looking. So why wouldn't we design the ones that always suck? I disagree. DPS well, armor you, looks cool. You know, what are you talking you said, about? You, she says armor, this as a like, paladin. There's already yeah, way too much paladin-themed like, armor. I feel like, look at the tank armor, and then look at the stuff that, like, Dragoon or Bard gets. I feel like tank armor is always way cooler. <laughs> 
Okay, for starters, barred armor is among the best armor in the game, Sometimes. bar none. <laughs> Secondly, if you're gonna make that argument, say caster gear, because that's always fucking robes, and specifically healing yeah, gear, so I feel like always white. Either we should get the ones that actually need a redesign, or we should get a contest for all different types. A healer edition would would have been cool, but I, it does say tank edition, so I imagine we'll see this contest again I for another bet, role. Yeah, I bet that we will. I hope Just so. starting with tank. Uh, so yeah, they <laughs> it's uh, tank gear you'd like to see in Final Fantasy 14. That's the theme. So you're uh, excited about it, but you know what's going to win. It's going to be something garbage and stupid, and you're going to hate it. It can't be any stupider than the yokai watch themed armor <laughs> that they showed off. Is it that the bar you want to set? It can't be any stupider than that. Uh, I, no, I think that this is cool. I think that that uh, challenge accepted. <laughs> I, I, I think that there's some remarkably creative people in the FF14 community, and I can't wait to see what they come up with. I, I think that this is really exciting. So I sent uh, someone hearkening back to Bucket Helm. Good on. Oh, no. God, no. Uh, but good on Square. Enix for uh, taking a chance and uh, opening that up to their community. If you, you know want, what, you know what's gonna win. It's just gonna be like some kind of um, fucking like rehash from another Final Fantasy game. Are we jaded? No, no, it can't. Be. Come on, why? Why be. would they? No, that can it's come so easily from inside Square Enix. Exactly. Yeah, They're like, no. No, that would be dumb. It would like, have to. Oh yeah, Skull is pretty cool. Let's add his glamour in no. there. No. Oh, I'm sure we will get Squall's glamour. Yeah. But That's I don't the thing. Glamour. Yeah, nobody, this. nobody needs to give that to Square Enix. They can come up with that on them. Like, by <laughs> it's their already own. in the files. You're like, have they yeah, said do that for one. sure that whoever wins the contest will get it in the game, or is it like only if there's good ones? It's like, what if the entire community worked together to make the stupidest armor just so we can get <laughs> stupid armor? Uh, I can't. The winner selection, the grand prize winner, uh, the implementation of the winner's gear design into the game. Mm. Uh, so a set of uh, four in-game items, including the Noble Barding, Airman Choker, Mandragora Choker, and Bluebird Earring are also going to be given to the grand prize winner. Uh, those are also going to be given to 10 runners up. And uh, if you want details on how to submit an entry, you can check out the Lodestone for details or a link at our website at Limit breakradio.com uh, I again I just think that this is remarkably creative and I cannot wait to see what comes out of the community man I I, I think I, I mean I think the yeah, community think way about more it the hairstyle than, contest was cool and I feel like the ones that won weren't all that cool okay that's fair that's because just because they were easy to implement that's like yeah, let's do that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so uh, yeah, those are uh, that's what's going on for Eva fourteen news. Again, if you want to enter, contest requirements are over at the Lodestone, and we'll have a link at our website limitbreakradio.com. So this week, this past Tuesday, we saw patch three point three hit Aorzia. And man, did it ever make an impression on its player base. <laughs> Good uh, and bad. Yes. So uh, let's start off. Okay, let's get this right out of the uh, start right with the MSQ. But we're going to set this out. We usually set uh, a spoiler show aside for another day to right. talk about plot plot lines in depth to give people who may not have time. Cookie. Uh, to to dedicate to clearing the MSQ, Cookie. Uh, it, some time to be able to clear it. So I know, oh. I know. But let's talk about reactions to the MSQ overall. Was it positive? Was it negative? Did you think that there was enough 
not uh, you know like were were there enough cutscenes? was there enough story mm. was there enough exposition uh it, it, let's let's talk about just general reactions to the msq i think that for the resolution of the dragon song war that this was among one of the most anticlimactic story patches that we've gotten really what yeah, yeah. i do in terms of 3.0 stuff yeah i do really yes so you're saying this was more anticlimactic than having a fucking melee tournament? Uh, I yeah, I don't, I don't think it's far off. I, I it doesn't, of, I, I feel like it doesn't live up to. Again, I mean, much like the other patches in 3.0, I feel like it doesn't lead, it doesn't live see, I, up to the legacy I'm, that 2.0. I agree left. in one sense, but I can't say much without spoiling why. But I feel like overall this really felt like the end of the dragon song war that like you could really feel okay it's done but time to move on to something i but the whole time in those in the ending cutscenes, i kept thinking like okay now something else is gonna happen exactly nothing did that's what i was waiting for and like but at the same time when i was going through it i realized during those cutscenes, like oh shit i have the wrong expectation right now because i'm expecting a 2.55 esque ending and i'm not going to get that until 3.55 right i think people are feeling like this is the end of the expansion but it is and it's It's not middle it's like the end of a chapter yeah i had to reset my expectations there Way to spoil it for the guy who had to leave the country for work last week. <laughs> spoilers, but it's spo- ended. It's, it's yeah. spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> that it's over. Ended. We just we said we're we not. We knew that going into it. Spoilers. Yoshi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we we knew that this was the end of the Dragon Song War for, for the entire lead up of of this. <laughs> like that's not. Did a, you listen last week? It's not a spoiler. Stop trolling us, heavy. Yeah. I see you. Uh, anyway, thanks for the donation, buddy. But uh, yeah, I I just I thought that this was a bit underwhelming, and I maybe it's because yeah, maybe it's because I I prefer and and this is I I cop to this being my personality. I prefer downer endings or <laughs> or cliffhangers. No, see, I do feel like. I want to there, there, so bad. there, no, was, there was resolution I was yeah I, there are a few things I wish were a little darker or um, sadder and and, uh, the, and the, the 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 thing that's left hanging is so unsatisfactory <laughs> and frustrating boring, yeah. and frustrating from like a narrative st- or, or like a character motivation standpoint the thing what? they left if I see if I, if I know what you're talking about did yeah. you do the side quest chain afterwards yes I did Okay, and that kind of tells you something at one point. So what? No, it doesn't. Uh, no, yeah, and 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 that was going to be my second complaint was that those wrap up quests <laughs> so really dumb. served no purpose. Ugh. So again, bad. again, that the wrap up quest felt like something that should be the end of the expansion, not like because it I felt agree. like it felt like your character was like regretting all of their life choices, and it's like <laughs> let's let's reflect on ourselves. It's like why do this in the middle of an expansion? Let's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It was it was strange. I enjoy I enjoyed playing through it, but yeah, at the end of it, at the very end, you're kind of like, all right, now there should be more. It, and there's I, not. Yeah, I did sort of feel like that. About, you know why I think it was kind of rough is because you got that warning, like, oh, make sure you have enough time set aside yeah. for these cutscenes, and then it wasn't very long. I'm no, like, it really. Oh. Yeah, when it yeah, ended, I'm like, wait, that's the end. Longer. Yeah, the last yeah. time they gave us that mm-hmm. warning, like that was an hour and a half movie. You basically right. sat through. Yeah, like I I got that warning like right before work, so like. Like an hour and a half before work, so I'm like, "All right, you know what? I'm gonna not do this, and I'm gonna wait." <laughs> and I think that anticipation kind of 
Yeah, so that is one spoiler. When you get to that warning, don't worry. It's not actually it's, that long. It's not actually it's that like, long. No, what, the, 10 minutes maybe? The the quest afterwards takes way longer. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Way longer. But you um, can pause that at any time because it's right. actual quest. That is true. That is you true. It's a chain. say that these, these cut scenes were going to be longer? Yeah, they did say that the that the cutscenes would be heftier. They absolutely did. In terms of voice acting, it was. I feel like. And yeah, I, I definitely think there was a lot of good voice acting. And like after the big battle, there is a pretty good long. I thought the lead up. I don't know, man. I feel like there has been. The lead up cutscene was really good. Yeah, the lead up cutscene was the one I like. Uh, okay, the battle cutscene was really well animated. Yeah. But I sort of feel like the animation is falling off in other cutscenes and ancillary cutscenes hmm. because I used to feel like FF14 was one of the most well animated in terms of like just standing there and having dialogue with someone cinematography. Yeah. And I didn't get that with this. In fact, there were too many times where I was like, this very much feels like, you know, like I don't know. I you know how like Oblivion when they did dialogue, it like like really took you out of the whole experience. I, I really felt like taken out of the experience by by some of those moments. Like it was just like, oh, now he's saying something, and then the emote happens afterwards, and it's not yeah. like it's not like part of what a natural character action would be. It's just here's the statement, there's the emote, next scene, and and the emotions too often were like really short emotions. Like it'd be like this big paragraph of text, and then his whole emotion is like, right, and that's it. Just like he lifts his arm one time, yeah, at the end. yeah. I I and I I've. Maybe it's just I've I caught onto the pattern too much, but mm. it's starting. It's something that's starting. I'm starting to notice. So great. Now I'm going to notice it all the time too. Uh, so uh, should we should we talk right about Weeping City, or should we uh, actually let's talk about Nidhog since yeah. since, yeah, since it's there anyway. Yeah, since it's sort of tied. It, Spoiler: Nidhog is the enemy. Yeah, it's tied in with the MSQ. You shouldn't. That should this not be a, a huge battle surprise. was. Perfect. I loved it. It yeah. was In every single it was way. Fun. This has been my favorite storyline fight. Yeah. Period. That w- it was very well design- designed. The three phases of the fight. <laughs> designed. Designed. Uh, the three phases the of word. the fight <clears throat> were very well done. Yeah. I think it was just challenging enough that you'd wipe a few times, but like once you got it, then you were able to pull through. My. That- Perfect. My group, first attempt, uh, didn't kill the ads in time, wiped. Mm-hmm. Second attempt, didn't kill the ads in time, wiped. That's Third r- attempt, did kill the ads in time, wiped anyway. He wiped us anyway, despite us killing the ads in time. Well, it was bullshit. Yeah, we lost that, like a couple. They percent. were all dead three full seconds before the knockback happened, oh, and, and he still wiped you? us. Did you stand in the circles? Yes, we did. He said, "Fuck you, Dragon." Yeah, the, yeah, the he did. Joke <laughs> then the, the joke, fourth, then fourth fight, we won straight up. But like, the joke there is that the circles you don't need to stand I in know. them at all. Yeah, <laughs> just just so everyone's on. Clear. Immediately, our party was like, "We make sure everyone gets into one of the circles." We're like, "No, that's not. It a doesn't thing. matter." All right, my biggest thing with this fight, the biggest like, holy shit, that was awesome. I'm gonna spoil one of the mechanics. Uh, is when he does Ackmorn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. my god! Like it's like okay, stand in the thing. Obviously the mechanic, or you see the graphic on the ground. Stand in it. So I run in there. I stand in it. I run out, and then he just keeps going. I'm he like, holy shit! Fuck that! I'm white, sorry. I'm like, that, sorry. That screws everyone at oh least once. God. Where you're like, all right, there's the explosion, and um, spread out again. No, nope, don't spread out again. I wouldn't have confused you. Just saying. What's that? 
In T13, is Aquamarine's like the first time he does Aquamarine, he does one, and the next time he does Aquamarine, he does two, and then he does three. He does, oh. like, yeah, yeah, but but, but Nidhogg's doing like five does, off like the rip. Yeah, off yeah, the right off but the like, rip. So uh, he has a lot of hate towards you, Nika. Have you stepped into EX yet? No, no, not yet. My group decided to just fuck around with raiding instead of now uh, let me let me tell you something uh taking a look at those weapons i think that there's some pretty serious incentive for me stepping into ex uh, for the first time in a long time they look so cool the weapons are really really cool Mm -hmm. uh and i i I don't know i do i i really enjoy that the way the fight was designed uh even though it was a square arena they did do uh you know some newer things uh with uh you know just i mean the dps check is pretty tight i just i i'm i'm kind of interested to see what uh happens in ex the dps check actually felt like a dps check which was nice and uh just when you get into that last phase and you're just you're you're doing his like tail whip move and then his wing one like it does feel like you guys are moving like in a panic state it looks it's it felt fun yeah Oh yeah, yeah. It's a well-designed fight. Some people have been struggling with it, uh, I, and I, I don't Tough. know. I, I just do it. I, yeah, it that's out. the thing. Is you know, I we didn't do it with pugs. We did it with uh, LBR folks, and we were able to to clear it. You know, within three or four goes. I did it with I, pugs. I, first group cleared. Yeah. Wow. Same. Nice. Yeah, I heard X mode was pretty easy. Really. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just from people like in Party oh. Finder and Link Shells being I know, like, X-Mode's a joke. I know that it got cleared within like two or three hours of the patch well, drop. The EX is always the EX due. Is, but I, yeah. But I feel like comparing it to like what Sephiroth X was, like I feel like this is an easier comparison com- like that from what I'm hearing from other people. Interesting. Hmm. I guess we'll know when so I... So how about, how about the music during that fight? Oh, very well done. I was yeah. awesome. Like, we, and we t- that was something we talked about. I was like, oh, please let Dragon Song be playing during this is. fight. And yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So uh, great. Reminiscent of uh, the way Answer. that Answers does in T13. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, very, very well designed. Uh, visually, I thought it was stunning. Uh, form 3 Nidhogg looks badass. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, I, form 2 was, was specifically, I thought it was even cooler. I yeah. It was kind of dumb. Does anyone else feel like it would have been like like a really clever callback if phase three there was a name change from nidhogg to fafnir <laughs> why would they need that wouldn't make sense though isn't in, in the story isn't fafnir a different dragon or have we not heard i don't know he's I making an 11 joke i, I no, know I, no, I know that no but, but i don't i don't think fafnir is a name that's been taken yet we there are two there are two more sons or uh, spawn of Midgar Summer that we don't know their names of, but I don't, I don't I'm know. Willing to bet if if Fafnir has been assigned, it's been assigned to a far lesser dragon than one of the big ones. You think so? What's the name of the dragon in um in uh, Brave Floxes? Mm, I don't think it's not Fafnir. Fafnir. Not Fafnir. Not Fafnir. It starts with an A, I believe. I okay. I don't remember. Um, but uh, yeah, a not Fafnir. Correct. That's. It. <laughs> I, I mean, if it could, I, I'll cop to like it could be one of those random dragons that pops in a fate. Yeah. You know, like mm. I don't, I don't know for sure, but it's not one of the big ones. Fafnir, mm. I feel like Fafnir would be one of the other two, like because we haven't had Jormungand either, right? We uh, haven't had Jormungand. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. That's yeah. In, uh, Steel Vigil. Uh, no, no, no. That's not called Jormungand. No, Steelers is the blue dragon. Oh no, that's Isgabine. No, Jormungand. name was used in. Uh, 
the describe it. Uh, the the Midgar Somer dungeon in Keeper of the Lake. Keeper of the Lake. It's just a random trash. Oh mob. yeah, it's a trash mob. It's a trash That's right. Mob. Yeah. Really? Why yes. do they do Norman that? Yeah. Yep. Right. That's... Have they used Vertra? Oh no, they. I don't think. I don't think Vertra has been used. That's that's one. And that I don't I, think I've seen, we haven't seen Tiamat yet, yet, have we? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. That was yeah. that was Tiamat's yeah. the one that's chained up in Azasla. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yep. Tiamat was the <laughs> the wife ass. of the wife of Bahamut, right? Yes, yes, yep. And she was okay. tricked into bringing yep, him back right. as a primal. That's right. So, all right. Uh, I, I, visually very well done. Uh, the the okay. Here's the only thing that I'm a little bit bummed out about about the Nidhog fight is that the damage on the bridge does not stay there in the overworld. Does it not? No, it doesn't. Oh. After the fight is cleared, it should. Yeah. Oh, my it, stone mason work is really good. We're really good workers. They're really good. <laughs> That's what Square Enix says. No, oh. they're just I, I <laughs> they're lazy. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, I think that would have been a nice environmental touch, but uh, and and the thing is, is that the place where you go to wrap up, you know, where you go through all of the the Dragon Song remembrances, yeah. uh, the the final place is like you get. A, you know, you get a, a a a great view of the bridge, and it's just like there's no, there's nothing. It's just the. It's, <laughs> they did a great job cleaning that thing up. Same old, man. same old. Quick, man. They are they are hard workers. So, uh, I think that was I think that was probably my only disappointment associated with that. And granted, that's a small gripe. That's a very small gripe. So. Yeah, it's nice when that's your biggest gripe. That's good news. Uh, but you know, there are a lot of people who seem to be stuck on it, and uh, if you're stuck on it, just keep keep. Away at it. It's not. It's, it really isn't that hard. No. Yeah. It's not that hard. And just once, once you clear the DPS check, the rest of the fight's not bad. It really like, is. It, like it feels like you're like, oh god, we're gonna get past the DPS check, and then it's gonna get super hard. No. It's really literally just dodge the shit after that. Right. Stack for Ockmorn and dodge the shit. Yep, pretty much. Uh, so again, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If you'd like to chime in on any of uh, 3.3, whether you're enjoying it, whether you're not enjoying it, let us know. We want to hear from you. So let's talk about the weeping city Ugh. of Macaque. Because or cock. There you go. <laughs> or cock. Uh, because uh, f- this is, I think, th- the thing that I was most excited about uh, for patch three point three, and it did not disappoint. No, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. First, first of all, in terms of like environmental design, wow. Is this an impressive? It's pretty impressive. Best one yet. Uh, absolutely. I mean, starting off in the marsh, mm-hmm. because that's pretty much like that's the body of water. That right. river is what ends up leading into the Silver Tier Falls. Mm-hmm. That's the body of water that f- that that fills Silver Tier Falls and the uh, Keeper of the Lake. That, right. All of that water. Uh, and so, it, it, you know, th- um, what is it? The Yafin Saltmore is basically just northwest of where Mordona is. And working your way through it, through the ruins, as you're working your way towards the pyramid, 
just beautifully designed ruins some very cool not interactive uh environments but uh animated environments it's just so varied as you go through it and i think that was really really good i i, I totally agree because it, you know the way that it starts just out in sort of marshland mm-hmm. and then very quickly moves to ruins and then you move through ruins into the pyramid and then you get that distinctly void arc sort of design and then you get to Ozma and it's like mind shattering (laughs) it's amazing how well uh, the first time that we did Ozma first of all my frame rate went to shit walking in there it was like my computer was like hang on hang on hang on i got this i got wait no i don't got it don't got i wait okay i got it i got it i got it then we started fighting ozma and it's like okay hold on hang on i got it i got it then ozma changed forms and then it's like i don't got it i don't got it and ozma completely disappeared and i wiped the raid uh nero's computer is like hey you said you were playing 14 it, it really is a gorgeous, gorgeous mm-hmm. fight. And the way that they use the second zone in Ozma, brilliant. Uh, it's sort of like uh, if if you think of um, uh, Cerberus in uh, World of Darkness. Yeah. It's like that mechanic, except everyone gets sucked in. Yeah. And the, the second zone that they have is Gorgeous. The other Ozma that they have that you have to fight in there is. Oh, you can see through it. It's so is cool. So cool. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I just the the whole battlefield. It's not a square. It's not a circle. Uh, it's just. It's a donut. It's a yeah. It's a donut. It's a it, it, yeah. Yeah. It's a donut. <laughs> it's a donut. Uh, and, and we saw a couple of different takes on battlefields in this expansion or in this patch. Um, the race yeah, dogger fight. Uh, oh yeah, very, the very Sorkai. different. Sorkai, well, yeah, get there, so. yeah. Well, yeah. Cool your tits. Okay? I know. Quit jumping. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. It's Quit like, jumping ahead of me. Jeez. Good God. And the, and the best part about Ozma is that yeah, it's a donut fight, but then also the environment changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into granted a three squares and then a I don't know what is and it. It changes a couple of times though. It's not very, it's not so static. It's less yeah. boring that way. But and, and that's the thing is that the fight itself is dynamic. Yeah. The fact that you're reacting to Ozma's. Uh, shape changes and phase changes and that they're random they don't come in any specific order mm-hmm. is a brilliant design on Square yeah, Enix it was funny. We, we wiped three times and it was always the same order the first three times and the fourth time when we actually cleared it we're like all preparing for the, the triangle and it turns into the cube and we're like what the fuck yeah you can't this is, you, this is not what happened the first three times you can't you, like you can't pre-move for it which is great awesome. but it also gives you just enough time to be able to react to it so it's not razor thin mechanics but it's it is tighter mechanics than most people are used to if you're only used to running dungeons or only just ever running void arc we've talked about how using rng can keep things fresh and have fights more fun it's a great example of it i i totally agree uh so and then we have the uh the final boss fight that is uh, i don't remember her name califistry or califistria is that it yeah uh wasn't it whatever it is the hairdresser now the the 
what I find interesting about this fight is not the actual fight itself, but those we had talked about them, the three ch- statues. They look like statues that are chained up kind of in the corner. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're statues. They uh, when I was when we were looking at them on stream, uh, e- either it was Kahlo or someone in the chat had mentioned that they kind of look a little bit like um, uh, like some of the icons, uh, larger inhabitants of the Crystal Tower. Oh, yeah. Uh, so possibly, possibly Alligans. Hmm. I mean, you know, Zand is way bigger than us, and I see that's the thing. I, I'm that's what I'm. I'm very curious about that because they look a little bit like uh, not Zand, but um, what was the Amon? Not Amon, the one before that. Oh, the monk, the yeah. one where you got to jump platforms. Yeah, that douche, that guy. He doesn't have a real name. He does. Well, can you pronounce it? It's like G's and Z's and L's and... I, I don't remember what it is. Maybe an E. Are you sure about that? Something like that. Okay. Anyway, um, but, you know, they resemble some of the models used in Crystal Tower. So, I mean, it's just... it. I'm very curious about what that's going to end up. Hmm. Like, what the story is there. If we're ever even going to find out. Probably not. I, I, I'm kind of curious I, to go back and do Void Arc again because, uh, I mean, I haven't in a while, but uh, to see if anything is chained up in that final chamber in Void Arc because I, I just simply don't remember. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just, Void Arc, you just blow through it at this point. We don't really pay attention to the surroundings anymore. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting if they if they have, like, high Allegan stuff there and it's showing a bigger connection between the Allegan and the Machach. It, it would be interesting. So, uh, also uh, talking about uh, Macaque story, guys. Uh, what did you guys think of the story? Now, uh, again, we're trying to keep it mostly spoiler-free, but there's not a ton of spoilers that are uh, associated with this, with this one. I thought it was weak. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like they built up that red chick as like a super badass, and then again, she becomes a damsel, and that bothers mm-hmm. me. Yeah, totally. That bothers me. Yeah. It, it, you're absolutely right. Uh, she she was so intimidating and scary the first go around, and this time she's like a nothing. She's nothing. Yeah, nothing like she was in the thing in the past. Yeah, in the last uh, like she needs rescuing. I'm like, what's what what is the point of her character then? Yeah, I, I and 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 no, there was absolutely no progression in like the void story portion yeah. of it. It it really only focused on rescuing. Boobs McGee. Yeah, it wasn't nearly mm-hmm. what Crystal Tower was nice. to, uh, or Circus Tower was to that storyline. Man, uh, it's, this is like basically what happened in the first uh, <clears throat> tier of the raid of fucking Alexander. Like how basically nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened in Void Arc Two. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of concerned that I mean, like, it, because Crystal Tower's story was so good and actually gave us, you know, a lot of exposition on the world. Uh, and and granted, you know, they took us to a really cool location in this one, but I feel like we didn't get as much exposition about Eorzea as even we did with the Crystal Tower storyline. And I'm sort of concerned that it, some of the narrative qualities have started to fall off, given especially Alexander like, and now and now uh, uh, the continuation of Void Arc. Especially considering like all the opportunity they had, because considering we went to the Weeping City of Mahak. Uh, whatever place it was, the what was it called? Macaque. No, the what? 
the Amdapur? What? Whatever the swamp is called. Oh, uh, the Yafim Salt War. That's it. Yafim Salt whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, it's basically just a new location on the map, and that was a civilization that was destroyed back in, I think, the 5th? 5th. Yeah, so that would have placed it right with the Amdpori and uh, obviously with uh, with Diabolos being involved. And now I, I I guess I will hold his name back, but the other uh, you know who seems to be conspiring with Diabolos also involved. I like I, how I, terrible at his job he was. He oh, just, I know. He he, well, he's we. I I think that that's within his character, and I, yeah, I thought that that but. was that was wildly appropriate, but. Uh, I think, you know, given the presence of both of them, that there's definitely going to be a heavy Amdapuri connection with all of this moving forward. So I, I don't know. I'm interested, I guess, in a more contextual way. But I really feel like they did drop the ball with not only not only Boobs McGee, but also the dude. I feel like the 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 guy like he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, like I walked away from it going like, dude, that guy's a dick i don't like that guy i I, i'd rather i'd rather hang out with boobs mcgee you know but the one thing that i will give them is the area that you go to when flagging quests like the that like sky fort thing that they have oh yeah that is so fucking cool yeah it's an airship built on top of an island that is so fucking cool and i and uh i believe kyle brought this up but i want player housing like that that would be be badass you want to solve i mean you want to solve the 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 uh you know housing crisis yeah the housing crisis yeah you want to solve the housing issue then (laughs) make sky plots just house up in the sea of clouds i mean make it in an instanced area yeah that'd just be like i think it'd be cool if like you could eventually like turn your airship into a house isn't that what they did in wildstar I don't remember. It's just like have housing. Does anyone like care? Does any did anyone care about that game ever? People love the housing in that game. So. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Gonna, I mean, if you're gonna love something, if it's housing, your game has a problem. Even the item that they found in that dungeon. No, well, it's a it, MacGuffin. I mean, it they, is. They didn't do much with it. I mean, he. I actually so, thought it know. was really cool how, um, the last boss, Calafistry or whatever, was basically using the MacGuffin against us and then we beat her and then we take it. When, and we take it. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was actually really cool because that never happens in like dungeons where like the bad guy is guarding something but like if I was a bad guy and I was guarding something I would use the something I'm guarding to help me protect the something. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. If it has power, why not use it? Right? Yeah. Good point. It is weird to have a, a patch come like this and kind of like on all fronts, like the story is kind of the weaker side of it. That's not it is. That's stra- not FF14. It is strange specifically for FF14. Right. It, uh, usually it's the, the gameplay is eh, but the story is great. Yeah. This time the gameplay almost on all accounts is really good. It's, but it's it, following in the footsteps of everything that's happened in this patch. I mean, in this whole cycle, like I've been saying, everything's falling flat. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say that that's a hundred percent objectively true, but we're getting close agree, to it. I don't want to agree with the intern. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that that was my idea. It okay. was your idea. Uh, <laughs> job. All right, so let's talk about the difficulty of. Macaque. 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 You mean the difficulty of Ozma? Uh, no, not no. just Ozma. The fight the first before boss. it. No, That's the, true. Well, the first. I've, no. I, I haven't. The only ones we wiped on were Ozma and the final boss. The other ones were like easy peasy. 
No, I've I've had I've had parties wipe on the second boss. I've wiped on every single boss twice to four times, but wow. I don't think I've ever wiped on the first one. I don't think I've ever wiped on the spike. I think I wiped one. What did I wipe on the boss? People, some parties don't Actually, understand no, that one whole party has to go down the, underneath to help everybody else out that's fallen, and that's where we usually wipe. Right. When when I did it, uh, we set up right up front, uh, party A, you're falling down, and I don't know what goes on down there, to be honest. So I thought it like chose which party fell. They down. have a huge dance party down there. You're missing. <laughs> no, it does. It doesn't choose. You've got to. You've got to kill an ad, and the ad opens up a hole. Yeah, and then because I'm pretty sure my party fell, and we didn't do anything. We just fell. Hmm. Maybe it does choose. Really? I don't know. I never. Or fell. maybe I just didn't I understand what was going on. I fell once. It was right after uh, an ad died, and I just figured that it opened a hole in the web. Yeah, I mean, you can see the hole that opens up in the web. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. I right. never actually okay. tried going down there because I, w- I was party C, so I had to do bitch work. <laughs> I didn't get to do the kill ads. Thing. Kill yeah. ads. Walk into balls. Right? Walk into balls. This, yeah. Okay, I'm having Saturday a problem night. with this because. Square Enix is training me to walk into orbs all the time now, and at some point there's going to be a mechanic where I'm not supposed to walk into this orb, and I'm going to walk face first into this fucking orb, and I'm going to wipe the raid. Yeah, you are. Yeah. It's it's setting up a player expectation and then subverting it. I mean, that's a smart, that is smart game design. So. uh, (laughs) Not for Juxta. He's not happy about it. Look at that face. He's pissed. He doesn't like getting balls smacked in his face. Not if he doesn't get any payoff for it anyway. I just walk into the balls. (laughs) We also have a caller on the line, Diamlos, who wants to talk about uh, the difficulty. All right. Uh, Well, hey, before we get to before we get to Diamlos here, okay. uh, Let's let's just kind of go around the room and and just kind of address the difficulty because uh, you know I I haven't seen a whole lot of like people on either Reddit or the forums or like anywhere official asking for nerfs or asking for adjustments or saying that it's too hard. I, I don't, there aren't many of those posts and a there are some though. There are some of them. They are quickly, they're very quickly being shouted There's down. There's always oh, going to be some of them. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, okay? Your actions while you're in the raid speak far louder than your words okay any amount of bitching that people are or aren't doing does not change the fact that there are a significant amount of people who are going in with either a expectation set way too high for weeping city or b are just being total fucking assholes if you are one of those motherfuckers who vote abandons on the Uh. first day after the first wipe of the first boss you can get fucked get fucked son if you don't like it take your 30 minute lockout like a man go do something else and come back and requeue i am so sick of seeing the goddamn vote abandon sign when there is 94 minutes still left on the clock and this content is less than seven days old get a fucking 
hair. Grow some goddamn balls. Understand that there are people who are still learning and get some patience. Dig deep, motherfucker. Find the patience within you. Teach it if you don't think that someone else knows what is going on. Take the goddamn time. And if you don't want to take the goddamn time, take the 30-minute lockout. I, I will not vote yes on another weeping city vote abandon. I swear to God. But then you get the people who are the total opposite. Like in my run, there was one guy who actually was taking the time to like put, I don't know if it was a macro or he was typing it or what, but he like put in really in depth about every single boss. And then before anyone could read it, somebody would pull every time. Uh, and we're like, why? And he's like, I'm pulling on purpose for the people who actually just want to try to figure it out by themselves. Oh, <laughs> God. Dumb. No, if like, someone's there to teach, teach it. Let them teach it's it. It's called building a community, people. <laughs> Seriously. And then, and then after we wiped on Ozma like three times, and like then someone who actually knew the fight was like, um, when you get the, and they was I actually doing mechanics, like when you get the meteors, one person goes here, one person goes here. And then the other guy was like, see, we're learning together. And I'm like, no, he just fucking told us the answer. <laughs> we're not he learning together. He already knew. Because he couldn't learn together. Shit. So he's just fucking telling us like, no, God. it was, it was really annoying because every time I try to read it, he would just pull. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what we're doing. Cause I was only halfway through reading, but I guess I got to go fight now. So. One thing that, that, I, that I've noticed, like, people's responses, as opposed to, like, steps of faith where everyone, for whatever reason, was just, like, nerf it. People come out of this, they're like, well, that was tough. All right. Mm-hmm. That was good. And that's and that's the thing, okay? There's going to be, is, if, first of all, I, I'm, I have no angry words for Square Enix. Square Enix, you are completely off the hook when it comes to the difficulty that you implemented that is with 3.3. It's not often <laughs> that that happens, okay? But you are completely off the hook. Now, if you change it, I'm gonna, I'm, I will have words for you, but <laughs> my dick! But, and they may be somewhere along those lines, but the thing is, is that this, it, it is a very, very well-tuned fight, and I think as long as you hold to it Square Enix as long as you hold to it in the end you will see the community start to get better at fights that are more difficult I think that this is a great way to start getting people to look at raiding again because you've got there is a significant amount of of communication that you have to do at least for the first two or three weeks to be able to get past these fights and if they don't if they don't lighten up on the mechanics then it forces people to to get good basically and we will be better as a community for it yeah i don't think there's anything blatantly unfair in these fights no you, but you do have to pay attention and learn a little Absolutely. bit to be able to do it it's a very well-tuned fight and it does make you better when you finish it absolutely and you have a lot 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 of personal responsibility has uh, i'm just out of curious has anyone healed nidhog i have fight? Okay, can you tell me, like, that fight when we were doing, that seemed like it had to be stressful as it shit on healers. It was a very intensive healer uh, fight. It seemed like it had to be, because I was yeah. watching, our, like, our health bars just plummeting every few seconds. Like, God, that's got to be one brutal. healer down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very tough. We had that well, happen. the healer. I did after I had to get everybody else, you know, back to full health. <laughs> well, second, second boss in, uh, in Macaque has got to be... Uh, well, isn't there some... There, uh, yeah, there's a tornado mechanic. 
It's it's one of those that takes everyone takes down you, to one HP. Okay, yeah, and and I mean like the healers have got to be pre healing for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, the tank is automatically dead. I do an auto attack. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Abs- or, yeah. or if there's if there's a dot, you'll die to the dot. Uh, Size quick cast medica too. Absolutely, Done. absolutely. So I mean that it, that is I think the thing that wiped us more than the zombie mechanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was that people goddamn not, wind? People could not do mega death at all in my group. <laughs> Mega death, yeah that that that's the one tough mechanic in the in the second boss. Uh, first one's pretty straightforward. I don't think that there is unless you just have a party that doesn't kill on the bottom floor. Hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, like it really is Ozma, and the fact that the fact that I didn't clear Ozma first night, that I didn't clear Weeping City first night. That I love that. It's like, refreshing. I think that that's fantastic. The fact that like there's not a pre preconceived notion that I'm going to clear it when I go into these things. That's a good feeling to have. Uh, if, and if Square Enix wants to like this is going to be their standard of difficulty for this kind of content. That's awesome. I think that it is awesome. This is and a I, great spot. I agree. I totally agree. And I think that Square Enix should hold to it. I mean, they mm-hmm. ramped up the difficulty with with Nidhogg Normal. I would say from from Sephiroth EX or Sephiroth Normal. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that yeah. difficulty got bumped up, even if the EX maybe have had been tuned down a little bit. I mean, think about like how it's gone. It's gone from Thornton to Sephiroth to Nidhogg, and just yeah, it's gotten harder every time. Yeah, I agree. And think about it like. In two, three, four weeks, everyone's item level is just going to get keep getting pushed higher. That is and also higher. true. So that is this also first true. week should be the hardest it's ever going right. to be. So yeah, that DPS check will lax as as the gear. You're improves. you know what? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's go to our phone lines. We've got Diamelos on the line to talk about the Weeping City of Macaque. What's up, D- Diamelos? Hey, uh, I pretty much agree with everything you guys have been saying. For All right, well, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that was a great call. Right, like, see you later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is the first 24-man where I'm not falling asleep 10 minutes into the raid. Um, it's it's true. It, I mean, it really does kind of force you to pay attention, if nothing else. If nothing yeah. else. Uh, because, like, how many, how many fucking mechanics can you face roll in... Uh, you know, in in uh, uh, Void, Void Arc, Arc. yeah, I, I, all I'm, of them, most I've, of them. I've, the last couple of times I've done Void Arc, I've main tanked it on Warrior in Deliverance while watching something on my second monitor and not paying attention at all. Yeah, outside of getting hit with like Kushalane's bile, is there anything yeah, just, that's gonna just wipe you guys? I just don't don't think get so. vomited on. Yeah, that's literally it at this point. I think. Totally agree. Um. The, the first time I went into Mikai, though, uh, I had this Dragoon that kept dying, and it was funny until we got to Ozma, where he stacked meteors five times and wiped the raid Ooh. every single time. Ooh. We ended up having to abandon with 10 minutes left. Oh, Can you sucks. vote dismiss him for a second? <laughs> like, if it was just I him wish. wiping, just vote dismiss him. Yeah, there you go. Vote dismiss him for harassment. Yeah. It's like, it's like I, I get like learning, but either the guy was just not paying attention at all or was a really dedicated troll. We have... Yeah. In our Nidhogg fight, we had a black mage who was literally wiping on everything, just dying over and over again. And in the third fight, I'm like, all right, I want you to stop focusing on your DPS. I want you to just slam buttons and literally just watch where you're standing. Just watch and pay attention to that. And oh. two fights later, this person was dodging all the shit and back doing their DPS again. So, so, so you gave the Piccolo speech to Gohan. Dodge! Dodge! Exactly. 
Six, I've actually like, been trying to do X, and uh, yeah, that that seems to be the biggest problem people have is dodging, because uh, most of the stuff that has indicators in story mode don't have indicators in X. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. That's an interesting... So you have to pay attention to what he's casting and where he's at. Wow. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. That's, that's kind Although, of a neat... To, I want to idea. strangle whoever came up with the stand and circle strategy, because... The, every every time there's one guy it's like we need to stand in circles like no you need to dps harder okay no you see that's the thing like screen is, tra- is training us to stand in circles heard of that what are you talking training about? us to run into balls all the time the, the circles in nidhog yeah when he does his alt there he puts all he those puts, circles down on the ground and everyone thought you have to stand in them it's literally oh, a circle. Well, we never thought that it's literally a circle of circles what are you supposed to think it's like the most circle thing you can ever have. Oh, I don't know. It's, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That, and there's there's still people who don't know what the stack arrows mean, even though this is like the oh, fifth or sixth fight that I, have I, them now. That graphic has been in so many fights. Like, yeah. there is no excuse not to know stack. the stack. Stack. They made it obvious, and they've made it the same graphic between every fight. I mean, they they really did make that so obvious because they easily could have just they had Ockmorn go arrows off. on <laughs> it. They could have easily they just made put you fucking yeah. arrows on it. I swear to God, if I see one more person that's marked with the thing and everyone's grouping in and they just take the mark all the way out, just <laughs> bye, Felicia. Just wave everyone, wave goodbye to them and never raise them again. Leave them dead for the rest of the fight because they're useless. Oh my god How do you not know this by yeah. now Because they easily could have just said Hey um, you have to figure out That everyone's supposed to split damage for Rockmore But no they actually put in the, the freaking arrows Yeah I don't yeah. know It's fine Or it, he's just a really good troll Just stand in talented. Stand in the goddamn circle Jesus uh, Anyway uh, Diamelos thanks for the call Got any shout outs today uh, I mean not really I've Everyone I know is on Sargantanus now. So. Yeah, Sargantanus, where the party's at. That's what's you up. You heard it here first. Shout out to LBR Free Company. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got my friend who came back to the game for three point three to transfer over. So, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, cool. Well, uh, thanks for the call, Diamelos. If you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. If you want to call in on Discord, if you'd like to shame the ff14 community as well for their uh their quivering uh cowardice fucking vote abandons then go for it we would love to hear from you limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord what do you guys think of the armor like the rewards um it's good I, I mean, it's better than okay. Void Arc. It, it's it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. Nika, I'm sure that you like it. Yeah, they're all right. Like, I it's, li- very, I like it's the- paladin-y. I mean, yeah, for yeah, tank. Yeah, I definitely oh, like the new. tank piece. And I like the bell-bottom pants for the mages. Uh, I'm going to get those. Yeah, the bell-bottom pants are cool. I have to work with those. I have to make those work somehow. <laughs> My first piece I got was the tank body, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Just, it, was a- it hasn't worked since the 80s. <laughs> that's what you think that's because I, I haven't brought it back do you know who I am I'm a community figure okay Jux is going to be there in those tight ass jeans at the bell bottoms next episode oh god you, no you, I wore those uh, pajama pants that have like the the plaid uh, 
the plaid pattern on them. Those were pretty, pretty sweet. Can we get Juxta pair of parachute pants? <laughs> MC oh, God. <laughs> or 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 do you mean do you mean like raver <laughs> pants from like Hot Topic no, circa want, 1996? No, I want straight out of Aladdin parachute okay. pants. Okay, right. right. I have those. Do you? I might not be wearing them right now, but yeah, that's the the Thavnerian pants. No, I want them in real life. Yeah, for no. For, oh, yeah. Really? I want you to wear a next episode. Oh. oh yeah, I can do that. No problem. <laughs> yeah, I got to buy them. But yeah, that's no I I feel like I feel like they wouldn't breathe very well, and just by the end, it would be like it would, it would sort of be like the heat of a microwave hot pocket. You know what I mean? Like you would just you would be completely like nuclear warm on the outside of your legs, and just not be able to. Oh, get man. rid of any of that heat. Nah, now I'm really want a hot pocket. Ugh. Why? Why? Gross. Because I haven't shit in a while. Gross. <laughs> so gross. Uh, it's nature's laxative. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not nature's laxative. <laughs> no, it's because they put actual laxatives in there. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Uh, 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 overall, great, great marks on Weeping City of Macaque. Minus the story. Uh, minus the story. I think that everything else makes that pretty forgivable, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, that's a good question. At the end of the day, would you rather have a great story and gameplay be met or kind of like what we got with Macaque? I would rather it be like Macaque. <laughs> Me too. Macaque. I absolutely Every do. Because the story is fun once. Yeah. This will be fun multiple times. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about dungeons. Uh, oh, wait. <clears throat> what? Plural? Yeah. Oh, what was the other one? We got Sorkai. Hallbreaker. And Hallbreaker Hard. What? Mm. <laughs> what? Don't remember Hallbreaker Hard. Hmm. Hallbreaker was a long time ago, you guys. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's start off with obviously the more interesting one, Sorkai. Uh, what did you guys end up thinking of this dungeon? I It, it was exactly as I predicted. It was a... You know, it was a uh, a kid, a a, a fight with kid gloves. We knew that we weren't actually fighting race value. We weren't actually fighting Moglin. It was exactly. Yeah, it was a test. You are actually fighting them, though. Not really. No, you're not. You You don't don't kill them. You're not fighting to kill, but you're actually fighting them. They're not like ghosts of them or something. It's actually them. Yeah, no, it's actually them, but you're not. It's they're sort not of like fighting for real. Do you yeah. Think, yeah. Do you think they're going whole hog? Probably not. Yeah. Like uh, it, maybe Moglin was. I don't know. I, he's, he's not very Moglin smart. Moglin was pretty pissed afterwards when we beat him. I want to kill Moglin <laughs> and mount yeah. his head in our studio. I'm pretty sure if Ned we killed Moglin, yes. we would never be allowed in the Sea of Clouds ever again. Actually, we could probably do that. I'll work yeah, on that. Who's going to stop us from entering the Sea of Clouds if we kill him? Bring it on. We're ready. Exactly. We're going to get mauled by baby moogles. I did, en- I did enjoy getting to hear Good King Moggle Moggle's music again. I like that they use that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the same. It was kind of remixed. Re- it? It, it was. A I think it's the same music that now plays when you go to the Moogle encampment. Uh, Is it? In Sea of Clouds? Yeah. It's not It's not Moogle Mog song, but it's definitely like, but it's like Moogle themed. It's like based the Moogle Mog song with instruments in the background. Right. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was good. Uh, so yeah, Sorkai. I did like the fight against Race Valger yeah. because they changed up the so, arena. So, inter- so interesting. Mm-hmm. Except, did they? 
Didn't they? No, they don't, dude. Like, it was so funny. We were just standing there, and then all of a sudden, Surin just is falling to his doom, like 80% left in the battle. And we're like, um, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, Wait, you can, fall, you can fall off those? Yes, you can. Oh. Yeah, well, you yeah, can't fall off them, but you can blast platform, onto a platform that is that isn't there. Oh. If you're on a platform, no, and if you, no, 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 he was standing on the platform that was about to fall, and when it fell, he fell with it. I actually oh, did. he didn't get off in time. I actually did not know that you yep. could fall, but here's the yep. thing, though. And he, he couldn't come back, and we, the thing is, though, is it was easy enough that we could complete the last 80% without the top yeah. DPS. <laughs> so, you know. Well, in a hard fight. Can, can anyone explain to me how that arena is literally any different from the Kraken it's the same fight as the Kraken just with more platforms and the platforms yeah. disappear Correct. yeah it's different I and mean it's tiny. A, it's a little different it's it, risky because you can fall yeah yeah I like I like that there was the danger of falling if you were dumb I guess or like, sir. you have to be intensely dumb I think <laughs> he, he's like oh, he's like I thought I was just gonna take some damage and I'm like well why because like, he, the thing is is that it's hard to kind of position basically here he's probably will follow the tank based on wherever you are and like he will the, he'll still kind of stand wherever is easiest for him to hit the tank so it's possible that he's not in a very good spot for melee to hit so Surin was like, well, I'll Possible. just take some. Da- yeah. So he's like, I'll just take some damage from this AOE if it means I can stay here and keep hitting. Little did he know. Hashtag stop the Moogle hate, Koopo. <laughs> no, we will never stop. The no, that's yeah, never going to. That happen. is a little, font that will never exhaust. <laughs> okay. So, little did he know that the platform was going to fall and he was going to die. So okay. So I have a question, Nico. Was that like before like any of the platforms got he destroyed? He fell off the very first platform. Okay. okay. That, that's, that's more acceptable. That's fair. Yeah. But I mean, if you didn't. If but still, already... there was an AOE bubble or like an AOE like rectangle. Yeah. And he purposefully stood in it because he said, I would rather take damage and get DPS off because I can't hit him anywhere else. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know stood... what? That's the Kalo and Juxa school of thought. You know, <laughs> do your DPS. Healers can heal. Nice. Uh, you guys well, are the worst. For Thanks. obvious reasons, that doesn't work in this fight. But yeah, no, it's basically the same uh, the same boss's Hullbreaker, but just uh, uh, it's different. Maybe. Just I don't a know. little Here, different. The difference... I this did. was fun. I didn't care for the boss in Hallbreaker. I agree. I no, I, I Race agree. Falger was fun. Uh, Race Falger is a lot more fun than the Kraken, but it is the same S- arena type. Same arena type, but they've definitely improved on it. It was definitely yeah, it was improved for sure. I feel like calling this like the same or similar to the Kraken fight is kind of disingenuous, just because of like just the jumping between platforms thing. But I mean, like that is the same thing, though, isn't it? Like it, it you are jumping between platforms at the most basic thought, sure. But like, there's just so much more to the fight than just jumping between. Well, platforms. sure. When you okay, when are you we, have are, a, are when you say, have a circle arena or a square arena, there are different mechanics that bosses are doing. But right, it's so still, are you going to call every single other fight the same fight because you're on a platform that doesn't jump? No, between? I'm just I'm I'm saying that this fight being praised for its original arena design may not deserve that mm. merit. Now, see, I don't I don't mm. feel that way, especially because not, of, yeah. as the tank, noticing wherever I was standing, that it, it really did affect Frey Selger's position. And if I was over and like this one platform and jumped backwards one way, if a melee was on the other platform and then some broke in the middle, they, they really couldn't hit him at all. Like it really depended on the tank to make sure that he was in between a platform where a melee could stand. Whereas with the Kraken, like the arms are just there. Yeah, it's it's different. Th- these aren't even comparable to Kraken. 
Race Velger and Kraken are like the idea of know. jumping from one platform to the other is the same. But other than that, the the entire design of the so is so when you when you when you when you guys say that you want more varied arena designs, this is enough to sate you. Like this is enough to to get that done for you. It made well, it, 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 it. I mean, let's let's, let's compare the Pegasus fight because that's also like people are like, oh, it's not a, a square or circle. No, it's, it's a, a rectangle. rectangle. <laughs> like okay, okay like I, okay, but the, but the fight like just utilized that small rectangle so well. Like they designed the fight around that arena. However, that's, I, I think that's really, what we mean. Okay, that fight would have been much more interesting if there was actually anything that mattered that the freaking like wall could break and turn into electricity. Like there was never any reason to have to dodge into that area, so it really didn't matter if the walls broke or not. Everyone's like, "Oh, don't turn the pony. We don't want the walls to break." Why? Like, if the walls break and it turns into electricity, what does that matter at all? Like, they didn't utilize that outside mechanic at all. It was just... Yeah, weird. I have no idea what the mechanics were in Pegasus' fight. Like, it was really weird. Like, I had to make sure to face the pony, like, not... Or, like, when he would turn, to turn him away from the wall, because if you, it'll break the wall and turn into, like, a lightning, like, dot on the ground. But, like, what... It, like, there was no reason to ever walk into the wall. Nothing knocked you back into the wall. Like, I if it knocked no you back into the wall, that would make sense. So, it's like, who... Who cares if you pay attention to mechanics in that fight? Like, I, I it's I, I just when I say I want more varied arena design, I don't mean stuff from six patches ago. You know what I mean? Like that's just something original. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know what the answer to that is, but I'm just saying, like we we've been down that road. I'm just yeah. That's they all. made it good this time. Th- that's fair. That's fair. They did make it good this time, but. Now they've run. Okay, now we've we've made a good fight on circle on small circle platforms. Now what are you gonna do? Small square platforms. <laughs> oh, triangles now. <laughs> okay, everyone's yelling at me that apparently it does knock you back, but like I only remember him charging down the middle and like flying. But back does down it the matter? Does it matter it, if you get knocked into that electricity? Because I it, I think it didn't with our group. I yeah. don't know. I have no idea like what any of those mechanics in that fight were. I got hit a couple of times. I took damage. Like he I just didn't kind die. of like fell over dead in my yeah, group. Yeah, there's laser beam blast and pony charge. Those are the two moves. I, I don't laser. Uh, okay, so Peroni let's pony charge. Let's talk about Hullbreaker hard because this I think is probably from a design standpoint. Standpoint and dev execution standpoint, the most disappointing part of 3.3. Garbage. Uh, it is However, literally, not- it is literally the same dungeon, the same so progression. It really is. Uh, they change nothing. The That's starting. That's not true. Po- That's not true. You guys suck. Okay. Shameful. No. I was playing it in the same room with Surin and our scholar from our static. All three of us were sitting in the same room and comparing the original dungeon to this one. And it was actually not as easy to tell because there was a lot of the, the trees and the things were changed. There was actually a couple different paths that were different. They and you actually had to like trees. jump you actually had to jump down into like the next area. We're like, oh, hang on, hang on here instead of going this way. When you and- what? When you compare that up against like Copper Bell versus Copper Bell Hard or Hawk Manor versus Hawk Manor Hard, even Pharaoh Series. Okay, Hawk Manor and Hawk Manor Hard are the exact same dungeon. Yes, you turn left instead of right. Don't even tell me that that's a different dungeon. You go exact up this. You start by going up the stairs as opposed to going starting uh, starting on the first floor. Okay. Yeah, it's the same it's structure. It's the same dungeon though. It's it's well, how about like Karn? Karn Hard was very different, right? Uh, Karn, yeah, Karn, Karn yeah. actually was a lot different. Karn, well, 
they had built Karn with the idea that you could take multiple paths and then it didn't end up executing that. They put mm. the original Karn in and they put that second path in uh, a little bit later. But Copper Bell, I think, is a great example of a dungeon that changed a lot. Like the path in that changed significantly and the changes were pretty cool. And Copper Bell? Yeah. The path was basically the same, wasn't it? No. There was a, there was yes. a, it was the same at first, and then you go a different way. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, up to the that first whole, boss, it's the same, That right? whole bridge boss, you you can't access that. That's the, the, right, the arena that you start in just before the boss line is the boss room from the first Copper Bell, and right, then that whole you, section is a little bit different. Right, but once you get past that boss, it's like you're right back on the same path. And then you drop down, and then there's that one room with the things, but you can't go to the sides because those are collapsed and stuff with the with the giants. The last boss isn't the same room, though. Mm-hmm. The last boss in the same room. The second, it's not the second boss in the same room. We're talking about Copper Bell. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Well, okay. And what, when we <laughs> got what's your what's your point? It's hard right. to remember. I, yeah, I, I have a hard time remembering the normal versions of so many of these dungeons. Uh, I haven't I do done too, them in yeah. forever. Yeah. Oh, I, but I love. I just recently leveled through them again. So Toto Rock too, or not Toto Rock? Uh, what, what's the other one that Tamtara? Uh, Tamtara. Thank you. Yeah, Tamtara. Tamtara was Tam-tara, different, yeah. but that's because it had that story. Like they were Tamtara. Right. We all know is a great dungeon, regardless. Guys, um, this is. This is how interesting Hallbreaker Heart no, is. No, I'm trying to get back to it, but you guys aren't letting me. The one thing <laughs> that I will say that the three of us sitting in this room really did like, as much as I'm really sad we didn't fight my one person I wanted to fight, is that we actually fought people, and I feel like that was another reason. Oh, what was the other dungeon where we actually fought people? Uh, that was... Holly Tolly? Holly Tolly Hard, yeah. Yeah, where it's kind of cool that like there's actual people that we're fighting against, even though it's like training and stuff. And same thing right. with um, the other train. Yeah, Holly Tolly. That... Um, and I, I, I don't know. I just felt like more real, I guess, to be fighting people. Even Sermon was like, I really like this just because we were fighting people. But the thing that bothers me is that even like the first boss, you see like the general, what's her face? But she only sends her minions at you. You don't even fight her either. So I'm kind of like. Yeah, I'm not going to let you fight anyone important. Like you don't actually get to fight any of the captains. You just fight their lackeys all the way. Right. Okay. Until the end. That's is that is that surprising to anyone? Nope. But I mean, if it's supposed to be a training, like okay, I understand that fighting Merle Wib, but I feel like if it's going to be a training, we should take on the captains and the commanders, right? The first, can't upset the command structure. The first boss was a trash fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the, here's the, that's exactly my problem with Hallbreaker Heart is that you're fighting humans, like, yeah. basically the whole time. No, we like that though. No, because guess what? what? Humans are fucking tiny and their hitbox is small, so it's extremely hard to get positionals down on oh, a person. It's terrible. Why would I want to fight fucking humans? I'm the fucking warrior of light. We like that you had to fight humans. It's, it's it, it, hang on, hang on. Someone someone yelled at me uh, uh, for for making uh, Dark Souls comparisons already in the chat, but I'm going to make one here. <laughs> oh my god! No, 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 no. Seriously, Dark Souls Two. You're mostly fighting dudes in armor with swords. Like it's you're fighting a lot of people, and in Dark Souls One, you're fighting like a lot of like Eldritch horrors and like uh, big demonic beasties. Yeah, exactly. So I, I and and I think that there like I've noticed a difference that I far more enjoyed Dark Souls 1 because of that like the but Dark Souls is a game where it feels like you should be fighting giant creatures I feel like in an MMO it's, it's nice to have some variety because it's not like the entire game is this way it's like it's nice to have what, a few did we not did we not get enough of killing heretics in the Shiva storyline like or it's Castrums. not or Garleans yeah, yeah it's yeah. not that it's not that intriguing yeah killing Garleans is like the most boring fucking thing ever because they all suck to be fair that's true 
There's like a sweet girl. I mean, we could kill him. But it's also the fact that when it's people that are actually in the story, like these generals actually exist in the outside world. So they're not just like random trash people. They're actual people, which is why I was a little bummed at that first fight. Like the entire time we're like, okay, where she's sending her lackeys any minute now, she's going to come out and fight us herself. Nope. No. No. Yeah. I, I just I it's a although wet I will fart. say that when you beat the last boss and you go up to Merle she has a little bubble that says not bad maybe someday soon you'll get to raise your sword again I, how did you I know won't. that you would latch oh, right onto that she said you get, someday soon you'll get to uh-huh. raise your sword against me right. she said soon we will get to fight her maybe uh-huh. maybe it's a red herring for when all three leaders betray us and we have to kill them all oh, oh, that, that would be so bum, good bum, bum. I, I would like, love to kill them I'd lose my mind I'd be so happy that would be great put their head on a mantle uh Look, uh, here's the thing is uh, I I really feel like the only cool part of that and really the only cool part uh, is the second phase of the last boss fight because it's just a small nod back to 1.0. Mm-hmm. But that's it. There's nothing interesting that happens because of it. It's just, hey, he's the, he's here now and you have to fight him. Da, the da, only da, da, da. part I like about Hullbreaker is the second boss, the snail, Yermer. Oh, yeah, from FF6. First, because he's from FF6. Yeah. That's the only they didn't, reason. But they he didn't, he even, didn't even have the same mechanic, though. They yeah. didn't I know. Yeah, that, we were waiting for him to go inside of his shell. We're like, okay, yeah, guys. I'm like, am I no, don't, don't attack him when he goes in his shell. And we're like, <laughs> waiting for me. it. That's and it never happened. Everybody said in our party, too. Yeah. Uh, it, and they didn't include FF6 music with it. Like, they yeah, should have. That was such a bummer. Like... But it's just a nondescript boss, so it's... They did it with fucking... Uh, done it before. They did it with... Uh, Calcabrenna? Calcabrenna, but they yeah. also did it with Ultros. Those are different, but though. Ultros was meant to be a callback, but no, Calcabrenna would be a better example. Like, it was but the one the that... Like, they, boss. Yeah, they I feel like if it had been the last boss of the dungeon, yeah. maybe they'd have done uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Gilgamesh, they've done the same music. That's yeah. a trial. It's different. But um, what I'm saying is they've done it's presents. It's different, guys. They, it doesn't count. It's different. Shut up, intern. <laughs> how, You'll but, know what I'm talking at about. At the same time, how hard is it to just, like, swap out which bit of music plays yeah, right there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, It would have been a nice touch. Right. But then again, if they had done, if they had done that and then not had the mechanic, that would have really been shitty too. <laughs> also, so, the fact that better. FF six music already exists in the game, so all they had to do was just use it. But. Eh, that's fair. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's my point is that they wouldn't have had to do anything except go, you know, like copy paste. Like yeah, it's yeah, a one yeah. it's one command line anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, Hullbreaker I think was a bit Wet of a fart. bit of a disappointment. Uh, Nika, you weren't at all disappointed that you didn't get to fight Merrill Webb. Oh, I, I thought absolutely you was. Okay. I absolutely was. Right. Um, and I was also like, like I was saying, like I thought that each boss was going to be like a captain and her or his team, like that. Like after that first one, I was like, oh, cool, right. we're going to get to fight this chick. Then, then I'm like, if that, if we're going to fight them, we're definitely going to fight Merrill Webb. And then like we didn't fight any of them. Going, nope. <laughs> going, going back, actually, like the fact that you see treasure chests on the ground in the screenshot for the preview of that dungeon, that should have been a dead giveaway who that boss was going to end up being. <laughs> you know? Like, that should have been a dead giveaway. The fact that, that I didn't guess that really bothers me. Anyway, alright. Uh, so, uh, two two new dungeons. Not terribly awesome, but uh, <laughs> we've also got the addition of the Aquapowith. Uh, yeah. Now, this is really surprising to me because I didn't expect much out of the Aquapolis. Aquapolis? I've been doing like nothing but farming maps the last few days. I love it. I am shocked. 
shocked how fun it is. I love the Aquapolis. It's so tense. Oh my god. It's actually <laughs> such a fun event, and it's and it's like yeah, that that RNG element of and also the the sound effect that they use like when you're <laughs> opening the door, like like it's like. It's like a third grade classroom when someone did something wrong. They're like, oh, you know, like, like I'm, I, I would love, I would love to replace my in-game sound effect of the, like, I would love to replace that with like, oh, you fucked up, you know, like that. I would love that. That would be amazing. Uh, but it does add to like that whole tense atmosphere, and it really is a surprising amount of fun. I saw a guy post. I might have been like happy or someone like that, but they posted a Twitter pic where they were going to floor seven of it and like, oh snap, my map, my drops. Oh, like, oh, and he made it to floor seven. Like, that's Ooh. awesome. And I was like, thinking, like, I haven't gotten past like the third one. Yet. I haven't either. Uh, we, yet. The farthest I've been is the fifth room. Oh I, my I god, fourth room is the well, farthest. Apparently, but overall, someone, it's so much fun. It is. Someone I, in, I think someone in C, I think it was someone in CP actually um because they were running with us yesterday and uh had made it all the way to the seventh room by just picking the right door every single time wow wow yeah there's a few people um, in the free company that's done that too it, it you know what it doesn't seem likely but it's one in 64 it's it, gonna yep. happen but okay i'm gonna throw this out there maybe people in the chat know the answer to this there is a theory floating around there's it's either the fact that the door just flat out trolls you and when it like errors you out and then you get through you actually did pick the right door or there's also a theory that when you pick the wrong door and it closes and it starts going rah, rah, and then it gives you like the rainbow god thing that it's actually re-rolling you. Like hmm. you have a slight chance that you picked the wrong door, but there's like a 1% chance that it could re-roll you and you get through. That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. But I, that's just a theory. I have no idea if that's true or if it's just flat out trolling. Oh, you. come on. I, I don't know. I, because actually there's three steps. There's like, it, it can just flat out open for you when you click it. Right. It can fall down and then open or it can fall down fall down again and error at you and then rainbow jesus right so there's like two or three different steps so it's either re-rolling you with like there's a slight chance each time it closes that you can actually go through it or that it's just flat out trolling you what's what's well, the best stuff that you guys have gotten out of it so far <laughs> kyle I, got a fucking the bunny rabbit like his yeah, first time in i saw that i got um a birch log i think I've done it three times, and every single time I got kicked out. So I'm 0 for 3 on doors. Oh. Yeah. Were you picking doors? Uh, the second time I did. It has to be the person whose map it is has to pick. Well. well I, mean, I mean, I pick the door, and then he opens it. Yeah, Nico. well, that's... There's Come on. Th there's this little thing called peer pressure, Nika. I don't know if you've heard of it before. <laughs> we have a lot of it. It's when you have seven people right. on one side of the room and the party leaders on the other side, okay, that's a pretty <laughs> clear signal. We know, like, well, like that's it's a clear signal for a Nero to pick the one with one guy. That's that, dude. That's like you get the you fucked up chant after that. You know, oh. that, that that one's solely on you. Yeah, but if you're the one who's right, oh, you get to rub it in everyone's face. That's true. Mm. That I, is true. It's interesting because Aquapop, LOP, Basic of Palace hype. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fifi um, Bonana. Any group I've ever done is is a your map, your drop. So it's like anything in the chest goes to the person with the map, but anything that just falls to you just falls to whoever. Well, I, I think the and way. Then, and then the person picking with the map picks the doors. Like, that's just how it is. I, I think the way that we did it was everyone greets uh, the person whose map it is needs if they want. 
So, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, everything in the chest it goes to the map person if they want it. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, I think that this is um, a really, really, really good canary in the coal mine for Palace of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I think that this is this is a really, really good indication that we're going to have some fun systems to play around with moving forward. I, I so far what they've said about Diadem. I'm very encouraged. Everything that we've seen with Aquapolis and, you know, all the previews that we've gotten for Deep Dungeon, very promising. And I just, I I, I can't wait. A Deep Dungeon, I think, is going to be a really fascinating addition to this game. This has my hype meter off the charts for Palace of the Dead. And if Palace of the Dead sucks, I'm just going to be heartbroken. Yeah, that's me. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't be hurt again. Yeah, I want Palace of the Dead, Deep Dungeon to be good, but I've I've been hurt before. (laughs) I can't trust as well as I can before Square Enix. But I feel like with the way that they did it with Aquapolis, I feel like they can use those same mechanics, and then once they... You know, add in the like random debuffs and shit that we're gonna get, and like I feel like if that's any indication, like I think we're they've got we're we're not gonna be disappointed. Yeah, I feel like Aquapolis was a bit of like testing the waters, so to speak, and that that that's it it bodes very well overall. And we kind of said the same thing about uh, Diadem. We kind of thought maybe Diadem is more of a proof of concept for a different kind of system. In except we didn't we didn't have like oh this is what is coming next you know right. what i mean like aquapolis is aquapolis uh, it, it's it seems like you know there are some very core concepts that square enix are testing out to see if they work in final fantasy 14 in an overall game balance aspect right. this is their beta test for palace that's what yeah right. i think that that there are some very important underpinnings that they're testing out with aquapolis and that's what they're monitoring for deep dungeon because like we have to see whether or not and this is actually going to take a couple of weeks to figure out how is it going to be abused someone's going to try to figure out how to abuse the system how can they possibly abuse it and to what ends and to what kind of damage will it do so you know if you're introducing rng elements that are not just dynamic elements to a fight or making players react in a fight but you're actually testing rng elements in terms of loot distribution and raid progression not raid progression but dungeon progression i think that those are important bare bones Concepts that you have to test out first, and, and Aquapolis does all of those, and that's so exciting. If if that's truly what this is, that's I agree. because what we've been hoping against hope that the next expansion of this game will have different elements, kind of like that. And if that's what they're trying to do, this is like okay, let's test if we can have RNG elements in our dungeons. Then great, like if that's any any kind of indication of what 4.0 will be like. Yeah. Oh, Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Looking looking forward to 3.35 for sure. We also got a caller who wants to call in about uh, Aquapolis okay. and Deep Dungeon. Uh, Kerrigan Shark. Kerrigan, welcome to Limit Break Radio. Thanks for calling in. Hey, guys. Um, I was actually really tempted to call in last week basically to predict that the Aquapolis would be DOA, um, mostly because of everything we had heard about it um, and then seen um, in the, I think it was the live letter where Yoshi P was going through it. Um, and just with the RNG, it was like, okay, so most people are only going to get maybe to the third floor. All the drops are going to suck. How long before everybody's just like 
okay, this isn't really worth our time anymore. Right. Um, but surprisingly, um, I ended up having a lot of fun doing it. Um, I'm curious as to what the actual percentages are with the RNG. I mean, you guys all said that like, Oh, you've only gotten to the third or fourth floor. I got to the seventh. I'm the first time in there. Wow. Um, I mean, and that's going to make an impression. I think right out of the gate, that's going to make a strong impression of the entire system. So, yeah, well, um, like I've actually already done it over like 20 something times. I spent way too much time doing it. I think it was on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of burnt out on it. I've been storing up maps. Um, but yeah, doing it, uh, got me really really hyped for deep dungeon um like all of you have already said but uh because it's that kind of realization i think that it's like holy shit is this the first like new piece of content in the game since 3.0 that's actually been good like are we now on an upswing where you know I, well, like new ideas coming from from the devs is actually going to be good i you know and we're going to get to this here in just a second but uh there was some uh interviews compiled by slicer of blue garter uh who posted it up this week from uh dengeki four gamer and game watch that talk about 3.35 and beyond and one of the things that they say in there that i think is really important is that they're taking cues not only from second generation mmos but they're going back and re-examining first-generation concepts. And I think that that is very important because yeah. you've got you've got a community of players who are and it, and it's not all of us. Granted, it's not all of us, but there is a significant thread in this community that do come from first-generation MMOs, your Final Fantasy Elevens, your EverQuests, stuff like that, that do long for that kind of gameplay. And... I if you average- don't if you don't in any way explore trying to trying to uh you know make some content for that portion of your community then i think that 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 is to the detriment of a significant uh segment of the player base so the fact that they're trying stuff like this i think that you know and and hybridizing both first and generation uh mmo concepts i think that they're going to end up stumbling on something that is going to be really inventive whether it's deep dungeon whether it's uh you know what they're going to be doing with diadem or whether it's something in four point oh this is i think the right approach to be taking to say okay this this is the demographic that we have in our game how do we make stuff that is both new to them but also feels like what they recognize and that's a very important thing so uh yeah i and it's, I think that that's clear with Deep Dungeon, and I think that that's clear with uh, Aquapolis, that, that, they're, that they're looking at that. And I think that you can even consider Diadem as, as a bit of an exploration of that concept as yeah. well. Because we even said at the time that there are some holdover concepts in there from Abyssia, from uh Dynamus from Dynamis. Yeah, absolutely. So with those, you know, with those holdovers, you know, you've got uh you know, you've you know, you've got plenty to work with even though Diadem fell flat. 
the fact that they're trying things and then going back and, and and having the willingness to readjust them if they don't work, I think that that is incredibly encouraging for the future of this game. And to the caller's point, too, he, he's so right about saying this could easily have been had been DOA. It could have easily just been garbage out the chute. It didn't it didn't make much of an Im- impression nope. when he showed it off at the live letter. Yep. It didn't leave me with an impression of like, I can't wait for the Aquapolis. I was like, ah, that might be okay, but it mostly looks garbo. And I'm uh, and the fact that we're all surprised by how good it is and how fun it is. I think that that speaks to the level of, uh, you know, like like they actually put some time and some thought and some effort into mm-hmm. this system. Yeah. And, 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 that's, and some loot. And some loot, too. Yeah. And some, some really good stuff. I love all stuff. the random material that just drops. I'm going to get oh, so yeah. One thing about Aquapolis is as I play it, it's the first event in this game where I say a thing like, this feels like a modern day Final Fantasy XI event. It, it kind of does. It feels like an FF11 event. It kind of does. It feels a little bit influenced by uh, Moblin and Maze Mongers. Uh, and I, I mean, the fact that you have to do treasure chests that they attached it to an already existing system. Yep. Very smart. Very, very smart. Uh, so uh, anyway, thanks for your call. We uh, we appreciate it. If you want to be a caller here to Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We want to hear from you how excited are you for 3.35 are you still uh, very much hype on the content that we got in 3.3 what's your favorite stuff what's your least favorite stuff Uh, let us know again limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord let's talk pvp we got fields of glory added and uh, now uh, uh, Woody I want to talk to you about this because you your prediction was dead on Mm -hmm. it is camp glory it's not just camp glory you've got owl's nest in there as well yeah yeah. uh they remember going there at one point uh, i i actually spent a significant amount of time in owl's nest Mm -hmm. uh and and the cool thing was is that my party started on the owl's nest side so i immediately recognized where i was and it's and it's and it's interesting because like you know there was there uh, uh, we back in the 1.0 days people used to try to pull context clues from things that were in the game about uh what jobs might be added or you know what was coming in the future and one of those buildings used to have a sign that had antlers on it and a lot of people thought hey that might be baratheon that (laughs) might be uh you know beast master or something like that that. yeah yeah and that building is still there that plaque is gone but that building is still there the uh the windmill that was there is there's just tons of rubble surrounding it it is very very cool that was very iconic for that area for yes exactly for a 1.0 player that was that was a really big deal to me uh i like the fact that now we have east corthus back on on the map Mm -hmm. uh i mean yes it is a strict pvp zone but that zone man that portion of the zone really got fucked up by the calamity and i just i i i'm i'm just excited that you know we get a little bit more corthus uh not much story that takes place there right. it's mostly just hey look at uh, this used to be a place uh hey, hey go go kill people 
<laughs> Pretty much. How many, um, how many times do you run it? Go kill just ice. once. Once. Just once. Uh, and I like. I mean, I like the event. Just uh, doing it once, where uh, it's more about data collection. It's actually tallying the amount of uh, points that you're getting uh, on each node. So it's uh, you know you, you're you're collecting points, and it has a, a nice readout at mm-hmm. the end when you destroy a node or uh, when you've you know defended a node or whatever it is. So uh, yeah, I, I I like the uh, game mode um i again it's 72 player pvp so More than the other front lines you like it yeah i think so i think so um i'm it's, gonna disagree really because the one game that i played i felt like i was just running around hitting on ice blocks the whole time and then trying to maybe harass the other players but if i mean if there's more than two then you just run away is what i did yeah as a melee ninja wow I mean, it, I, I mean, the meta doesn't doesn't change. It, it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't change that drastically between PVPs. I'm a tank. I kill white mages. Just go bother the white mages. Right. That's pretty self-explanatory. But I, I you know, I do like the fact that, uh, you know, it's not just about capturing a node. Each mm-hmm. node has got HP that you've got to reduce, sort of like the original front lines with the nodes that would spawn in the middle. But these nodes spawn all over the fucking map, and they're worth different amounts of points. Right. So. You know, there's a different priority for which nodes you go after, and uh, of course, that's dictated by is it an enemy or friendly territory? Would you know who's holding it? Um, there is some bullshit though that I did see that uh, there was a there was a Dark Knight who uh, would stay in our area, like the the area that you had to protect, and he would yeah. just keep disconnecting. <laughs> so he would disconnect. Everyone would move away from oh. from there. <laughs> he would reconnect and recapture the node. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, look... Uh, this Mortal Flame. Mortal Flame still lost, but that is a really <laughs> shitty tech, uh, technique. Yeah, that is That's a really shitty. I feel technique. like actually, I feel like it's really clever. Actually, and they need to. Find oh, a of way course, to Nico would, would condone disconnecting <laughs> no, during a fight. They just have to find a way to the, the Square Enix need to find a way to counter. Okay, that wasn't my idea. So, but they just did it. I mean, this guy thought of it. I mean, like you can't blame him. Right from a game theory standpoint, I respect it, but like. But what an asshole to find a way to to counter that something like that. I feel yeah, like that's, it's that's bullshit it's definitely it's, abuse of the well, game yeah, it's, and it's I mean it should be simple when you log in you log back in in, in your at your spawn point mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. It should, yeah. that shouldn't be a hard change to make well let's not say what's hard and what's not hard to implement <laughs> but let's just say it's a it's just logical change to make. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, other than the, um, you know, other than the zone design, I don't really have much for the the PvP other than, you know, just the small amount of changes. Man, I'm going to be honest. After the feast, I feel like Frontlines just isn't really doing it for me. Really? Like, if I want a PvP, you, you I prefer want four on four or eight on eight. Four on four, part mostly, but yeah, like I feel like that has like a big more, like a lot more skill and a lot more like engaging gameplay for me. Opposed it feels to more like PvP, it feels like more like PvP, and it's more interesting than just well, that's beating fair. Our rocks. And that's kind of been the evolution of it because like the larger scale PvPs kind of felt like their solution to having an eight on eight system or a four on four system that didn't really work. It, mm-hmm. Like the game wasn't designed around it at the time, so they put these large scale things in that kind of make it work. But then they redesigned PvP for Wolves Den and, and it, Feast, and, and now already yeah, for Feast, and now it works. Yeah. So now you're kind of like, well, why would I do the bigger stuff? I, I, it's just I the mean, evolution of the of as long as long as the queue times are short, it's good for tone yeah. grinding. Like that's yeah. 
period. Like that's the thing. Like if I don't, if I don't, like if I want to PvP, I feel like I'm always going to choose the feast over this. But if I don't feel like PvPing and I just want to grind tomes, like you said, or grind, um, grind XP on my PvP rank, then I could do this instead. But if I don't like, if I don't feel like I want to contribute very much, so hmm. fair enough fair enough uh okay so I, I know i didn't write it down here on the outline but let's talk about the animal weapons no, no we can't do it well no not on the outline. it's on the outline let's talk about animal but we weapons. should talk about it uh because the uh, what do you guys think of the grind for this step of the the animas i want to go first because i like the, it's just weird to me this time like there's just so many ways to get your sand that I kind of feel like overwhelmed because there's so many options. I'm not sure like what the quote best way to do it is. You just do everything. And yeah, that's the thing. You just do everything. So it I don't, does. Yeah, it doesn't lock you into a patch. So now I feel like I don't really since there's no like one clear path that I'm just like, well, I just what do I do? I just well, okay, I don't clear, do anything. The clearest path is the fact that you need stuff from esoterics 100% every time and you yes. also can get stuff from poetics. So yep. doing all of your roulettes is worth it every time. So that's that is the clearest true. path. That is true. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it also makes use of things like elegant catalysts that even crafting scripts. Uh, yeah. Crafting scripts. Uh, <laughs> uh, shitty elemental material. Elemental material. Yeah. Shit. That was like, you know, 200 gill before the patch. Well, like, that's suddenly 500 K. That's I, I feel like they looked at a lot of harder to get specific drops. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that guarantees that you're going to get a fire four materia out of converting a piece. You know what I mean? So they took some stuff that doesn't sell well, but is not the easiest to get. Allegan catalyst got to come. You've got to do what crystal tower for those, uh, you, you know, like that. All of that is. Uh, you know, it's it sold for almost nothing, and I feel like they just read the market boards and was like, "Oh, what sells like shit? <laughs> Let's give it value." Pretty much artificial value. I mean, that's that. I think is the thing that kind of bugs me is that it's it just artificially inflates the value, and then they become purposeless again once everyone moves off of the step. So make your money now. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it really is just for people who capitalize on on markets like that. Do we do you uh, Nika? Do you feel like the grind is long enough? Because I actually I have like really no concept of how long this grind it's, is. It's I'm hard to tell. So I feel disconnected. Like, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think. Like the original eighty items grind the last time around. Like I feel like that took me a long time, but I did it very casually. Like I didn't purposefully go out of my way at all. Maybe I did ten rounds of Alexander for one item. Otherwise, I didn't go out of my way at all, and I managed to get it done before the next update to the Relic. Um, this one, it felt really long at first, because I'm like, oh man, you like have to get so many of these things for each upgrade. But then again, every time you turn one in, you actually get three point boosts. It's not just one point boost. You have the possibility of getting five. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. RNG. R in RNG, you I have, didn't know that. Yeah, there's a possibility to get five. Oh, damn. Yeah, so, I, I so, mean... I, I mean, I feel like it's it's fairly long and but then again like if you have a shit ton of money you can just and you're a crafter or whatever yeah. so you can just buy all the material up or you can just keep crafting things for scripts over and over and then i mean the, the, the thing is though is that eso will always be the limiting factor My. because you have to have to buy that that one item through eso you can't get it any other way and so that will be the limiting factor here 
I sort of feel like if they add another relic progression step in 3.35, that maybe this is okay. But I don't think they will, because if they did that, that would boost the relic eye level too high. What does this relic get uh, upgraded to? That's a good question. Nico, what um, do we... What, I, can look, I can look at my quest. Yeah, yeah check your right quest now. log. It says that the sword is 240. 240. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're not getting any Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Well, I, you don't know. You don't necessarily know that because isn't the um, Alexander eight weapon two forty five? Why couldn't they match the relic to two forty five? Because they, they said don't. that they said that they want the raid weapons to outclass every other weapon by five high levels. But I feel like the relic weapon should be outclass everything by five high levels. I don't. That's d- what I don't we just feel. <laughs> well, I don't. So I feel like does putting not. it on par with the raid weapons at the point five patch. Maybe not at the point like the first original patch, but the point five patch. I don't disagree with you at all, but I mean, that's what Square Enix said that they want it to always outclass by five high levels. I mean, they even went back and retroactively did that yeah. to the weapons that came out of and, the I-90. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like I, I would say that there's probably a good chance that this is it until 3.4. If that's the case, I feel like I'm going to blow through this without even blinking. I'm not even going to bother, like, really touching it. Just, like, get it casually and not even care. Yeah. Because there's just so many things and so many paths I can take that I'm just, like, ugh. What's, just give me one path that I can grind, like, bear asses and just just kill the bears, collect their asses, <laughs> and then turn them in for points. And just then that's do the your, if you're doing your roulettes, that's all you need to do. <sighs> that's so many roulettes, though. I don't have no, time it for is, that. But that's why, yeah, but, but that's how, the thing, is that if all you're doing is roulettes, it is going to be a long grind. Yeah. But if you supplement it with the other stuff, you can do it faster. I There's, think that it, it's smart what they did. Yeah, and and a, and a lot of the shit you can buy off the auction house because they did. I mean, the fact that it has value now is proof enough of that. Like whether it's the materia, whether it's the elegant catalysts, you know, you got to combine those with uh, Makai farthings, and that takes uh, some upgrade items out of the mix for you. Because uh, now you actually have to turn in not just the coin that drops out of the Weeping City of Makai, but also the Makai farthing. Uh, to get the uh, the upgrade items from 230 to 240 for your uh, gears. Yeah, so, and the thing is, though, is that now that they've unlocked Voidark, I mean, you can get as many Farthings as you want, as many Voidarks as you're willing to do. Right. So I figure if you do three Voidarks a week, you use one of them on your... Uh, armor upgrade and then two on the relic thing. Or, or you just stack ten of the bitches b- before the patch because you didn't need them and forget that they were in your inventory and now you're all set. I'm all set. I don't need to do Void Arc for a while. Hey, I had you like... You have ten farthings sitting yeah. in your inventory. I think I, I, think I had two <laughs> farthings. Yeah, I had two farthings. I used one on an upgrade and I still have one. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I do think that this step is a little bit weak. I, I feel. I feel I like I, I, think I feel like they're catering to cash no, too much. Okay, but compare it to the last stat upgrade relic from the original relic, where you actually had to buy materia and they could blow up, and you could spend eight million gil on one piece, okay, one well that, stat upgrade. That, that was shit and horrible and stupid, and this is a ten thousand bajillion point better upgrade than that. That was your choice. I was completely happy with a three statter that cost me maybe three, four mil. <laughs> Yeah, no. You're you're terrible. Yeah, <laughs> but here I am saying. I even that- I I did that at first, and I went back and fixed it. I fixed my badness. I fixed my mistake. 
so yeah, no, I I just I do feel like the anima is a little bit light uh, overall. I mean, I all of the steps have been like comparative. But I mean, what did you want? What would you have wanted out of a? Oh yeah, here we patch. I mean, do you want just a bit like the grind to be longer, so maybe like less options? Or I, you... I'm going to say it again. I want the grind to be available right from. Well, we know 3.0 that, or we 4.0. know that that's not. But we can't happen. do that now. So this right. step, well, how would you have wanted it to have have gone out? Would you rather have like the same? Because I actually really like the system. It's way better than buying what you. No, the system's slow. fine. The system you just is want fine. The grind to be longer. I think that it uh, double the turn in items. You know, so instead of five, uh, you know, five, uh, what is it, lore items? Not the lore only items. time Skuro is a positive force in anything is in his HIV test. Holy shit! That came out of that wheel. Where did that come from? That was unbelievably cold, War Swine. That was great. That was awesome. That was awesome. Jesus, that was great. Oh, shots fired. That, that may that may be that that may have won the day. Yeah, wow. Damn. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I need to get back on track there. Um yeah, no, I would have doubled the turn-in items. I would have, uh, you know, instead of uh five items to to turn in from uh not lore, but the other tomes. Um the old tomes that nobody cares about. Uh you know, cuz those are just those are 50 tomes a pop. You can get the first four steps if you've got capped uh not esos what is it not poetics poetics thank yeah, you yeah i didn't even realize that poetics were a thing Theron comes to me today and he's like yeah i was like how did you get so much more than me he's like oh i just took my poetics because they were capped and i just got like a bunch of yeah this. the the enchanted what? yeah the enchanted ink and what's the other one um Thavnerian mist that's it they have nearing mist they're yeah. only they're only about 40 or 50 tones 140 yeah that's it and Bing. so if you if you had cap poetics you can get um four full turn-ins of those yes just, which yeah. is exactly what I did, and I, and I'll tell you what, it, it sh- if it were ten a pop, I think that would be fair instead of five. It's so hard to get poetics nowadays, though. I feel. Yeah, yeah, you got to kind of go out of your way to get them. It was kind of a pain in the ass in the last relic step, but the grind should at least be long enough to get us through till three point four. Mm, well, that's true. Most of us. Uh, I think a, a, a lot of us are going to be done by three point three five. I don't think it's going to be long enough, to, long enough to even last to then. I, I mean, when's three point five coming out? Or you mean three point three five? Three five. Yeah. We don't. We don't know yet. I mean, it's going to be like six what, weeks. I, probably guess late July ish. Yeah, I'm going to guess late July. I mean, it should be about a month and a half. Yeah, it's usually ish. about six weeks. Okay. That's usually the timetable yeah, we're looking at. Yeah, I'll have this done by then. Right? Like, I, I mean, like, I'm like five or six steps into mine, and I'm not even trying. Yeah, I've got trying. like 21 points in one of mine already. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not even trying. But then again, that's because we had already stacked up all of our shit because there was no other reason to use it, so it's literally just been capped forever. But I feel like now that we actually have to do roulettes to get it, it's going to feel a little bit harder. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> it will be a little more grindy, yeah, because right now you're just... Because like all of us were like, I've had capped ESO and capped poetics for weeks. So like I didn't, I I have not been doing roulettes because I have no reason to use tomes. Now I do. Hmm. So it's it's gonna feel a little different. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. I mean, I guess I, we'll see. We'll see how how it ends up progressing. I'm just, I just feel like really like out of the gate that it 
it seems, is, seems underwhelming. Yeah, it's underwhelming. It'll be interesting. Like if we revisit this in two weeks, it'll be interesting where everyone's at. Yeah, absolutely. Evan in our chat says some JP players have already finished. I believe it. Yeah, of that's course. The JP. And, and that's the, there's no gate on this. There's no I mean, gate whatsoever. Yeah. And so if you want to poop socket, you can poop socket. Fill them socks. So with if, your poop, if you'd like to give us a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715 or LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. If you've got the Discord app, sound off on any of the 3.3 content. What did you think about the Weeping City of Macaque? Was it too hard? Was it not hard enough? Let us know about the hardness of Macaque. Uh, also, <laughs> also, uh, did you enjoy the uh, PVP design? What do you think of the new PVP mode? Nidhog, Nidhog, yeah. Aquapolis, you could sound off on any of that. Again, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. We have a caller who wants to talk about the AMA stuff. All right. We we have Arthur's on the line. Hey, what's up, Arthur's? How's it going? Wow, that took me long enough to wait on the line, man. What's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) You've been on the line for nine minutes. How many relics have Nine you finished? Not, not, Yo, how's, how's everybody doing? <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, working working in radio, nine minutes is not the longest call time I've seen, uh, or the longest hold time I've seen. Anyway, Arthur's, thank you for calling in, man. How you doing? Uh, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. I'm assuming you're going to want to talk about the Anima stuff. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the Anima stuff. Like, I'm going to let you guys know, man. This step, by far, I can tell you that this step. Not not by far. This step is the hardest to grind step. I can tell really? you. Really, it's the hardest to grind. Yes. What makes you, you say that? Talk, but you guys keep talking about the crystal sand. That, that crystal sand is non-relevant. The only thing about this quest right now is the eighty umbrites. Why do I say eighty? You guys keep talking about you know Yoshida say that there's a chance to get four to five, right? You guys were talking about yeah, it's, it's not that bad. You know, sometimes you can turn into five treated crystal sand. Let me tell you what, four <laughs> and five. And uh, let, just to let you guys know, there is also plus six. If you are that lucky, basically Ooh. save you one up, right? It's near non-existent. There are people who completed already, but have never seen any bonuses. I myself just, you know, um, I just came back from Japan uh, one or two days later after the patch. So I'm a little behind, but I'm already like more than half done. I have yet to see a plus four, plus five. So people out there, I'm going to let you know, if you want to finish your this relic, you have to brace yourself that you have to grind 80 umbrites. Well, of okay, course, so you should always plan. You should always plan for the worst case scenario because not everyone has the favor of R and Jesus. We know this. And that's only 21,000 ESOs. That's that's not a no, lot. 4,000 ESOs. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. It really isn't. But, but when you compare, like a lot of people on Reddit has been saying, you know, this step is so much more easier than the uh, unidentified steps. Guess what? It's not. Because... When you are doing Gordius, you get you get to do four different turns. You get law from the Gordius. You uh, want to take a break. You can do maps. You know we will take we were talking about how awesome that step is because you can do a lot of things to get it right. Guess what? This step you don't have the luxury of choosing. All you can do is to sit down and grind twenty four thousand ESOs. And guess what? If if you want to talk about grinding, everybody is gonna find a way, right? To say yo, what is the most efficient way? What is the best sure. ESO per? Do you, do you know what is the best ESOs per minute right now? Grinding atochemical uh, <laughs> research facility. I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. That is proven 
plus a stem on it that yeah because right of the because the ESO boost that they gave uh, yeah. they gave it in this in this patch which is great because that's always the one that I get for level sixty rule yeah have fun with but that that's not great though because <laughs> we are talking about how easy it is. A lot of people just keep thinking that it is only 2,000, uh, 24,300 a pop. But think of how many of the dungeon you need to do. Like, I was comparing this to Alexandra. I mean, this is literally the Alexandra step. But the Alexandra step, you at least have a uh, liberty to say, do face. Although the drop rate is abysmal. But mm-hmm. you have the liberty to do that. You can uh, hope for your daily, you know, what is that? Um, daily expert. Uh, quest that it gives you one free map, right? You know, there's options to getting it, but this time there is literally no option. You really got to sit down and grind. And I can tell you that if you want to grind it, like, okay, some JP are, are crazy enough to finish already, but it is expected though. But because those people, those people do, that grinded this fast will finish the day before, um, like they finish on Saturday already, but this time they took them Saturday. So, you know, I mean, basically you can take that as a consensus and think that this is a, a little bit harder grind, even for those people who loves to grind, it takes them a little bit more time and that expands, uh, that, that multiply exponentially across to, um, among different people. Like I myself would think that I would take additional two to three days than see, I would take. But, see, but like, or, uh, here's the yeah. thing, here's the thing though, is that, you know, when you're trying to cram it into a small area of time, when you're trying to grind through to the other side of that, of course the grind is is going to be way bad. But like, this is stuff that people do on a daily basis. Like, there's this, so many ways to get ESO. Right? There's, there's one there's, best way to yeah, get ESO. Right. Well, many ways. Many ways to get ESOs is one thing. The most efficient way to get ESOs is another. But there's cannot, there's Arthur, you're talking about a fraction of the of the community that wants to get it done that fast i think most people who play this game if they did it that fast they would be sitting around for four months with nothing to do waiting for the next patch so i I, you know like at least the way that i've approached doing content in this game is that i don't need to have this done in two or three days because there's no real purpose for having it done in two or three days so that's that's not what we're talking about here though we talk what we're talking about right now is how people think Regardless of how they think that these well, steps, what I was what I was talking about was is is this step enough to serve us through the neck until the next time we get a relic step, and we don't even know if it's going to be at three point four or if it would be indeed at three point four five, which they've pushed the relic steps off onto the point five patches in the past as well. So, is it long enough? Is it big enough to get through most people at an average rate grinding between three? 3.3 and even 3.4 I don't think so and that well, I think it- yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, I was going to say, and that I think is the crux of the problem, not how quickly or fast, uh, quickly or slowly people can get through it if they're trying to grind or they're trying to be the most efficient about it, but how quickly or slowly are most people going to make it through this at an average pace, not okay, okay. particularly yeah, grinding? Yeah, what I think, though. It might be true. But, I mean, it might, be, it might happen. It might not. But let me just uh, get my thought across. This step should at least, like you say, um, for people like me, who are, are more, or even more hardcore people, obviously it's not going to last us to say 4.0. Let's just say if the next Rally Quest comes in 4.0, obviously it's going to last till that. But for people like us at the same time, we are not going to stop at just one Rally. You, 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 you get what I mean? But for people like you say, who wants to take their own sweet time, I can guarantee you that it should, it should last you to uh, 2.35. Now here is the problem though. In two in three point three five, 
or whether in 3.38, will there be another quest coming in to bring the relic to 245? We do not know that. I don't take think no. If, if, take, if, no, no, no. Take into consideration that Midas normal mode is still out there and not used yet. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that, oh, due to the pattern in Gordius, they might, they might, they must, they should use the Midas normal mode to come here. But just saying that, you know, the possibility out there that it might happen because this is also the exact same time frame when we get the second rate, when we get the second rate here this time with Alexander. At the same time, when we get the second coil of Bahamut, that was also, I think, the around um, around that time, I, I forgot, or is it final coil, I forgot, where they introduced the same amount of eye level to the raid weapon when they introduced it. Five levels, it you was, know, five item level higher. I, I believe I it was final coil, right? It, final coil was, I believe, 2.4, and then they brought relics in line to be the same eye level yeah, as raid in 2.5. Yeah. So, so there so, was an entire patch cycle that raid weapons no, outclassed. Not 2.5. No, no, not 2.5. It was 2.3.8 it was 2.38 or 2.48. I forgot. I forgot. But it was a 0.8 version. I remember very specifically. It was a 0.8 version. One month before the patch, before the major. The, okay, uh, patch then I mean that's that's not that much different. It was a specific patch made for that, and it's sort of a gimme a month before the final patch. I mean, it might as well have been in three point five, or two point five. I forgot. I, I think I forgot. It was a point eight. I just know that it was one month before. So, I mean, you guys were talking about whether it would last to um, say three point four. Maybe that is one more in three point three eight. Uh, 3.35 I don't know so it should last you until then just saying it should and, last you and, and, but am I, am I crazy though I, I could have sworn that Square Enix said that they want raid weapons to outclass all other weapons uh, oh, by five eye levels they said the same thing in the first coil of Bahamut oh I and they went that. back like, and they went back and retroactively yeah. adjusted the eye level to, to make that difference I can't see them bringing up the anima oh, to be that, equal that, with the eye level the no, it's the same. They bring item level. They bring Alagan from ninety to ninety five because of the relic thing. But one or two patch later, I mean one or two patch major raid patch later, they bring the uh, relic weapon back to as strong as the um, um, what is that? The final coil, I think. Is it the final coil? Wait, the final coil and the second coil. At the second coil, they reverse that. They keep saying that yeah, we understand that the relic has been you know too powerful, too easy to get. So they make five item levels higher than relics but eventually I, I, I right now I, I think I, I, I got it right already 115 was the nexus when they bring it as strong as powerful as the second card of Bahamut and then in 3.4 your, your 115 weapon was immediately usable because it was as good as your second card of Bahamut and then in the final core of Bahamut, they bring the Zodiac to be as strong as the final core of Bahamut weapon. So this time, there's a chance that it might happen as well. So this grind might last you to... If it happens, of course, like I said, I'm, I'm talking about hypothetically. Right. If it happens, it, there is still a grind, you know? No, I, I, I mean, I agree. It, it, but, it's, but it's so highly contingent on Square Enix putting in another step at either 3.35 or 3.38. And yeah. and I mean that's just not something that I'm uh, that I'd be willing to bet the farm on at this point. You know, I, w- I would guess three point four. I, I that's what I would <laughs> guess too. And and although I would bet uh, Ascalia 
on that. <laughs> well, fair enough. Uh, but it, no, I, I mean, if you look at the eye level structure of the way that they've rolled out weapons in the past and you look at the fact that raid weapons have always, at least in the 3.0 cycle, have been five item levels higher than the relics definitively, then I think that, that that's going to be a pattern that they would that they would. No, not Guardius. Not Guardius. Are you sure? Yeah, Guardius was two one zero. Hmm. Okay. I, I I mean it's just it, it's it would be weird to have raid weapons and animal weapons at exactly the same eye level when they had when they've stated several times that that's not what they want to do. That they want raid well, weapons to, to what they want to do. So. No, no. They, they they just didn't want it to be immediately when it comes out. But eventually they want to make they say that's, that they want and to, that's what I'm saying. Like at three point four, three point five at that area, I just see it three uh, like three point three five or three point three eight being too early to pull the trigger on that on that catch up. Oh, yeah, probably because I mean, if you think about the last relic, the last relic was never the best until the final stage right then all of a sudden it got major stat boost it was the same eye level as everything else yet the stats were still way higher that's yeah 3.4 which should be the last phase of alexander right we should see that then yeah yes. yeah uh 3.4 should be the so if we're planning on another eye level yeah. jump there they might bring it up in 3.35 and then the, the, yep. in the half patches you're going to get your next level of your re- of your relic yep. or yep. Of your that's own. what i that's what i that's what i predict i predict though because i mean i'm just i'm just talking about the previous steps you know the previous relic they uh they like to do they seems to like to do relics like one month before the raid patch they make it as strong as the um what is it the raid weapons mm-hmm. so that even those people who doesn't do the raid is still able to you know although they only have it for one month it, it is definitely going to be best in slot if it gets to the same eye level as the um, um midas weapon because it is fully customizable now so they used to do that in uh, second coin and final coin now we are just uh, just about going I mean just right about the same timing yeah. uh, where they uh, pull the trigger on uh, you know giving the highest eye level same right. as the red weapon so I'm just saying that it might happen so this grind for, for the people that you were mentioning you know those that like to take their time it should last you then it should yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. say, I think I think this raid weapon's been top tier since uh, three point two. So I think three point three five would probably be an okay point for them to bring the raid weapon up to the match it. Or, and or then with three point four, yeah, I, I don't or three point eight. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hold out a whole lot of hope for that. Uh, me neither. I hope I, I myself hope he doesn't though. I'm, these steps scared the shit out of me, man. When I thought about I can only do chemical facility. Well, no, you for can do other 24, things. Oh my god! Right now, I'm like, I, I, I'm so tilted right now, man. I'm still it's, like, chemical research facility is the best way, but you can yeah, do other things for way. the sake of your sanity. Yeah. So you can look but, yourself in the mirror and not want to scream. Oh, uh, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, just because the best way isn't very good doesn't mean all the other ways don't exist. Like, those right. other ways yeah. are still good. They may not be the best way, but, but, but if the best way, way isn't that good, then do the other ways. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I felt the same way about about face rolling Garuda hard over and over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. well, but there's other shit that I can do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And, the, yeah. and that made it not as well, bad. It may be faster to do a theorechemical, but if you have a mental breakdown four days into that, that's going to really slow you down yeah it will it will but, but it takes forever to get out of those asylums once you go in oh my god but it's still dungeons though what about like i mean the 
AI and I identify like items that was so perfect. You know, we can do we can do so much more variety, like literally everything else. So this time it's really just title done. I mean, people can say, yeah, you can do the Vanu Vanu forty five a day. Oh my god! <laughs> have, you, but, have, you, uh, have you thought about doing some PvP? <laughs> Well, uh, I, 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 I try to, but I don't want to be, you know, like being called a scrub because I'm not confident. It's so seven, Yeah, but the new one has 72 yeah, people 72 and man. no one pays it. No one's paying attention. Yeah, nobody, no, no, nobody nobody realizes you're there. It's cool. Yeah, everyone's just there for the ESOs. Nobody is. Anyone who's actually competing at that shit is in Wolves Den, so I wouldn't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, just go hang out in the 72, man, and get some ESOs. It'll be real casual. You're going to feel great about yourself. Wait, is that sarcasm? Glory. Uh so, uh, Arthur's, thank you so much for calling in today, man. We uh, we appreciate your perspective on the uh, anima grind, my friend. Yeah, sure, man. Anytime, man. Uh, check him out. Twitch.tv slash Arthur's uh, now partnered channel. You should go Ooh. check out and subscribe to him. Do it. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Arthur's. What the fuck was that? What? I don't know. It was re. I don't know. It's only weird if you make it weird. <laughs> It's only oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, real quick, uh, Juxta, you might be the only one that's done the Hildebrand story. I've done I it. did it. Anyone who's had five minutes Anyone has done who has it. Five minutes can do it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's. I thought it was cute. It was cute. Anything. Uh, like, if you've ever wanted to see VV pose like Hildebrand, now you can. Like it is what it is like. What you watch is good. Again, there's not enough of it. You don't really do anything except watch cutscenes, but the cutscenes are good and still entertaining. Hey, yeah, guys. Funny. Does anyone remember when Hildebrand actually inquired about stuff? I sure don't. <laughs> about the memories of Gigi. I don't. No, he's not. He's, they're walking around like being like his father. It's, it's they're, terrible. They're, they're inspecting Vivi. How <laughs> am I hearing this right? That that Hildebrand has now fallen out of favor with Juxta. He did a while ago. Juxta has been has fallen off the Hilda train. Okay, well keep this in mind. The 2.0 stories where he was really the inspector. In this one, he was pretty much killed all over again. We discovered him in the snow, and he's here now, and he has he has found a, a new mission. That's right. He's using his super sleuth detective abilities to find Gigi's memories. I miss when there were mysteries around, and I was solving a case. That's not a mystery. It's a mystery. You're trying Where to figure out who, who Vivi is. Yeah, okay, well, is. guess what? When we, back in 2.0, we actually solved mysteries in the span of a Hildebrand. I now agree. We're not. It's not yeah. nearly and enough. It, it, now it's, it's an overall arching story instead of like the little mystery in between the overarching story. I would, I would really like for them to take a patch off Hildebrand and just stock up one big storyline with him and do something big with him again. Yeah, I agree. And hey guys, remember back in 2.0 at the end of the Hildebrand things when you had that cool cutscene? Oh yeah, we don't I have those I miss those. No. Yeah, those are done. Uh, all right, so uh, thank you, asshole. Uh, the people who designed Hildebrand. If you'd like to give the uh, show a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. Probably take a few more calls before we wrap up here. Uh, but before we go, I want to talk about the interview compilation that was put together by Slicer on uh, the Order of the Blue Garter forums. We talked about the Famatsu article last time, and there is definitely some good stuff that comes out of uh, these interviews. And this one, uh, the sources include. Uh, 
interviews conducted by Den Gecki, 4Gamer, and GameWatch, and they've all been sort of compiled into one easily e- easily read uh, forum post by Slicer. So, uh, some comments on the storyline. It does seem like we get a little bit of foreshadowing in 3.3, but not much. Uh, so, uh, good question here. Among users, it seems many expect that the story will move in the direction of Alamigo. Yoshida responded, well, Yida and Pop Limo, who we didn't see at all in this patch, mm-hmm. uh, have clearly been in contact with the Alamegan resistance, so that solidifies what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so it may seem like that, but there will be a variety of plots, so please enjoy them. Because so, the, I mean, I'm thinking also the Warriors of Darkness, because they're obviously not Alamegan connected specifically. Right. So we're going to have to deal with them. Right. Interesting, well interesting that yeah. that won't be resolved before the end of the uh, 3.0 uh, st- uh, patch well, cycle. It might. This is actually an interesting word choice by Yoshida. He says there will be a variety of plots, so please enjoy them. Confirmation of more housing plots. Oh God damn you! <laughs> okay, that um, is also you're retarded. He see, probably didn't say that in English. So. See, Anira, what you did there is you got your hopes up that Juxta was about to have a very insightful remark. <laughs> I, I saw. Never, I saw you I should get never into do it. that. I so never you opened yourself was, up there. I did. Someone Thank fluent in Japanese, please confirm that the word for um, a housing plot in a, a story <laughs> stop. It's story stop. plot don't, are not the same don't, word. Please don't dissect the joke. Yeah, you're, you're no, ruining because, it. Please because, don't. But it's Jack's that no. Uh, okay, so uh, another question. I thought you had planned uh, to alternate the Scholasticate and Hildebrand quest. So I was surprised. Oh, good question. That you're adding Hildebrand in two patches in a row. Uh, the response from Yoshi. Actually, we struggled a bit with the Scholasticate quest. A oh, lot, you don't think so? A lot of characters appeared at once, so we were afraid to rush this, and we wanted to make sure that it was totally coherent. Uh, it wouldn't be impossible to do the work to get both Hildebrand and those done at the same time, so we're rethinking the timeline for implementation. It okay, we're be just going to be really be apologetic and tell them we didn't mean it. <laughs> uh, which seems... They, they have storyline for it, then they just. I. It seems like they don't have a plan, or the plan that they had wasn't good. Which I mean, we could. No, it sounds like guess. they had a plan, but they didn't want to try to work on both at the same time because it would have been messy. Because everyone on the forums went, "We want Hildebrand," and they were like, "Well, we don't have one plan." And they were, we want one anyway. But the thing is, is that and now it's bad, and now it's look what happened. You guys complained and said you <laughs> wanted something, and now it sucks. But along with what Juxta was saying when we wanted. Hildebrand to have a mystery. The Scholastic quests open up perfectly for a mystery that Hildebrand could solve. So I, I don't agree. Know why yes, they didn't I agree. just put Hildebrand into those quests. I when totally does agree. The comedy stuff, Th- and that's sort of what I thought was was being set up there. Yeah, boy, I can't wait for the real Hildebrand quest to come out in three point four. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, you We're have pretty butt hurt about it. Uh, you have another uh, Beast Tribe quest this time uh, to close out their storyline. Will you have another Beast Tribe quest this time to close out the storylines, like the extra Beast Tribe quest from a Realm Reborn? Uh, once you had all the reputation maxed out, uh, Yoshida responds, "If we do that, it will either be in patch three point four or three point five. It seems like there's a lot of interest, so there will be more fun experiences." Why to wouldn't they plan that from the start? That should be an. Obvious thing because it's SE. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. Man, that's true. Ignore the obvious. 
And uh, by the way, the goblins uh, are making Idleshire their base. So will we be treated to Beast Tribe quests for the goblins? And Yoshida says no. Womp womp. The Alexander story itself kind of serves as the Beast Tribe quest line for the goblins. So we don't have any plans to add any other Beast Tribe quest for uh, patch 3.x series. Uh, we've already pretty much settled on the content for patches 3.4 and 3.5. So we're in the planning stages now for Beast Tribes in 4.0. I say good between alexander and just the main story quest i've had my fill of goblins i agree i agree and oh you know we thought we had our fill of moogles you know i have to say and and i forgot to we didn't mention this before we moved into the interview um but the little bit that we did get with the warring triad in 3.3 i think that was a worthy addition to side questing in ff14 as opposed to a lot of other shit that we've been given i I, like i like that they checked back in with that storyline in a meaningful way yeah in the and the garleans um and and we find out a little bit about a little bit more about uh or whatever the hell his name is uh ukulele yeah and uh yeah we we find out a little bit more about uh his uh i guess where he comes from and his background yeah his motivations and uh i think that that was that in terms of a narrative aspect that may have been some of the most interesting stuff in 3.3 so far but i like that it was not just a couple of you know solo trial too yeah exactly that's uh, then that's what i was getting at is that i like that it was not just go here talk to this person it was you know you they actually sent you back in for a solo trial that was um not long not difficult but uh pretty pretty interesting Um, we didn't talk about moogle quests either Now that we're talking about beastmen, why would you? Yeah, because do, do we have to? Why would you? It's crafting, know. but they're I don't know. They're super easy though. We don't talk about wanted, crafting on the show. But I wanted to when we were talking about Moogles, I did want to say there actually is a quest where you craft an exploding Koopa nut and then you don't trick Moogles. Back. <laughs> you trick Moogles and then you laugh at them. That is an actual quest. I do like that laughing so at Moogles. Cool. My revenge. I feel like I feel like I'm getting my revenge. Uh, I'm never. It's gonna, all bad. I'm never gonna do them. Uh, really. Yeah, no, I don't. Have I, you seen the rewards though? No, Moogle dance. Fuck off! I don't give a shit. <laughs> Moogle chair. Don't give a fuck. Flying mount that's like a little puff. Of- you know what? You can just fuck the fuck off right now. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, what was referred to in these interviews for Palace of the Dead. Uh, so asking, it's still a ways off, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the implementation for Palace of the Dead in patch 3.35. First off, with regards to participation conditions, although there are no role requirements, wouldn't it be a bit tough without any DPS? Yoshida responds, since everyone starts from level one, the first time they enter the dungeon there isn't much difference a white mage using cleric stance can be pretty strong right from the start it's quite easy to level up so as you level you'll gain additional actions that you can set like raise so it shouldn't be too bad if you keep at it uh is this easy mode <laughs> is it the same as when uh it's uh, this is I, I, I'm going to assume that there was a typo here, but it says on the page, uh, is it the same as when you normal up? Where, normally set up where you have additional actions become available as you have them. Oh, normally. I just seen normal. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Yoshida responds, it's the same. For efficiency, it would be better to think of the order you have uh, your additional actions set in advance. 
but if you won't but it won't make a huge difference you should note though that your actions will go on recast if you change your additional actions in the dungeon well that happens in any that's normal yeah, yeah. The, outside of anything that's not considered a town area that that will happen so that's not terribly surprising just Ga- reminding all the bads game watch asking will participation in palace of the dead be through duty finder yoshida said it will be in the form of an npc unlike duty finder content this has no role requirements so you can proceed with four dps if you want although we have already uh, all although we Although we already have free roles for things like Frontlines and Duty Finder, we want to make sure that we didn't introduce any bugs. Since Quarry Mill is the base of the exploration, you'll enter by speaking to the NPC captain in Quarry Mill. Uh, how far will you be able to progress in patch 3.35? We already know that it's going to come out with 50 floors and that they will be expanding to 200 floors in uh, in time is there an assumption on leveling to reach floor 50 yoshida says it's balanced so you'll have to be around level 60 at floors 40 and above the last 10 floors are designed for level 60 interesting game watch asking so uh so it will not only be important to upgrade your weapons and armor but also to level up yoshida responds that's right you will uh you will go up very fast rather than leveling up it may it might feel more like increasing level sync as you gain more and more skills uh, for gamer asking, will matchmaking be for people who are near each other in level? Yoshida responds, no, the matchmaking criteria is not based on level. It's based on floor progression. Palace of the Dead is broken up into 10 floor increments. So if you've beaten the 20th floor, the next time you enter matchmaking, you'll be teamed up with others who have also reached the 20th floor. Again, kind of nice little I'll ask. Yes. Yeah, that, that's good, though. Yeah, that is good. It, it, it's good because like that... Like the fact that they have an automatic matchmaking solution for that and you don't have to make a party or make a static every time you go in is great. But as you'll see in other uh, other responses that making a static seems to be really beneficial, at least in concept for this uh, for this whole dungeon. Well, especially if with matchmaking, there's no role requirement. So like you said, you could get queued up with four DPS. And I don't know how much you're going to want that. That, yeah, you might have a point there. I mean, he says you can do it with a four. But is there a restriction to how much you can enter? Uh, They say later on that no, there is not. Okay, so then if you get a shitty mix, they just leave and requeue. Uh, can you play from the first floor up through floor 50 in one run? Yoshida says yes. However, I think that would be pretty time consuming. I think it would take around three hours. Oh, my God. Who that's has time not, for three that's hours? That's not that time that's consuming. Not, no, that's not that bad. I don't have like, time That's how much hours. people spend doing raids on regular raid nights anyway. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, and I think that for people who want to dedicate that, that it's there. Like, it's possible. But for people who want to take it in 20-minute increments, that that's also uh, equally as valid. Uh, for a gamer in there asking, uh, once you've completed the deepest floor for f- floor 50, what happens to future play? Yoshida says, the shining weapons that you've seen in the trailers can be used outside once they reach a certain level. So even after you get to the 50th floor, you'll want to continue to participate in order to train your weapon. Boss. Great incentive, Square Enix. That is a brilliant design. Brilliant. To know that there's going to be gear that comes out of this 
that is fantastic yep. and it's not just it's not just weapons they also make offhanded mentions to gear as well that you have to upgrade oh my god it feels like an old mmo i love it i love it it's great i think that this is going to be a great addition and i think the people who are on the fence about it still they're going to really really enjoy this uh how often is your completion progress recorded there is a boss on every 10th floor and your progress saves after the boss so it sounds like we'll get 10 floor or nine floors worth of trash and various objectives that we have to complete. And then at 10 floor increments, we're going to get a boss again, very much like a Nizul Isle feel. Yep. Uh, so your goals would be to move up each set of 10 floors. Are there any limitations on how often you can enter? Yoshida says there's no limit on how often you can enter and you can enter immediately once you reach level 17. So please feel free to invite any of your friends to join. How exactly is the completion progress saved? Well, Yoshida says that the dungeon equipment can be enhanced with certain effects specific to the dungeon. Uh, the stat advancement on your equipment is saved, and there are two types of floor progression that are saved. One is personal progress flag that can be used for matchmaking. The other is a progress flag for a fixed party for uh for the latter you can save data in a four-person party and uh you want to continue from that point you'll have to gather the same four people from uh uh before you continue uh so, so you can do this both ways at the same time working on your own progress and working on progress with a fixed party oh, that's that cool. is also very cool yeah i love it Great job, Square Enix. This, the, the, and this is the stuff that makes me go, wow, they really put a great amount of thought into this. Uh, what happens if uh, people form two different parties, team up with separate party data? Although the progress is separate, the equipment strengthening is the same. So they would start from floor one because of the separate progress data, but their equipment will be at whatever state it was previously strengthened mm. to. Uh, so there is kind of like a, a sense of permanent progression in there. Uh, so if you enter once with four people and then you go later with three of those same people, will you? still restart from floor one in that situation yoshida says you'd continue from your previous progress however because those three people would have entered separately they would not be able to proceed later on with the one person who was not there it's a bit hard to explain it all in in words but deep dungeon has been designed as a throwback to the old ff style with the interface and save data so you should be able to figure it out pretty quickly uh, what that's an interesting statement there a throwback to the old ff style yeah what does that mean i mean when it's saying about how you go through dungeon and you have to save your progress like saving your game that's he said it's gonna feel kind of like that yeah it sounds so to I think me like no, you can, okay, so it's like you save your game with four people then you continue your game with three and then save it again you rewrite over your old save file so you can't continue with that person with that, anymore right that's kind of what he's saying out but you can't add them back in right because you've you it's like it's like it's like a now. cartridge and you've right. saved your game there and Interesting. you can't it's overwriting mm. uh if you've already reached say the 20th floor can you still restart from the first floor yoshida says you can 
can do that, but you wouldn't be able to start from the 10th floor. Game Watch asking, uh, what happens if a player who is level 10 and a player who was level 60 entered together? As I mentioned before, save data is fixed to your party, so you will have to start from floor 1, level 1. In that example, a level 60 and a level 10 friend would both start at level 1 if this is the first time that they went together. Then, if they get to the 20th floor that day, the same two people could re-enter the next day and resume from the 20th floor. If you go up, uh, if you go with a different, uh, with a team different from the last uh, you teamed up with, it will warn you that the previous data will be erased. The strength of the equipment trained in the dungeon will not be lost, but the leveling progress will be reset. So, right, you only have one save slot for your fixed data, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, level 60 players will uh, eventually reach level 60 in the content, but what will happen when a play? Uh, uh, but what will happen with a player who's only level 10? Uh, Yoshida responds that they'll reach 60 in the same way within the dungeon alone you can break past the level you are outside that's interesting uh they'd also oh. they'd also be able to use level 60 actions in the dungeon yoshida says yes here alone and you can also level up to 60 even if you don't have the expansion pack Whoa. that's so it's its own separate thing it is it is literally its own system is uh, there a group of people in this game who are still playing without heaven's ward i i, I don't I believe know. that there are there might be oh, uh, on Hyperion that do. Game Watch asking, will the arrangement of monsters be the same every time? Yoshida says, no, it will change every time along with the room yes. layout from floors 1 through 10. The number of rooms is small. After that, it will increase gradually. So the maps will become bigger as we go on in levels. Wow, that's amazing. I think that's I love great. this. Uh, Game Watch asking, will there be more traps as well? Uh, that will change rapidly in the beginning. They are just to annoy you, but in the second half, they can cause a big mess. Specific mention of ones that reduce your HP to 10% oh. in one of the interviews as an example. It's intended to be casual without preparation needed, but you shouldn't just blindly charge in. Uh, are there any rewards from this content that will have utility outside? Yoshida, if you participate Participate enough and train your equipment so that it has the values to reach a certain level. The reward is is that you can take that trained equipment outside. How strong will it be? Yoshida responds that the item level will be high enough so that it has practical use around the time of patch 3.35. However, given that you can play it as many times as you want freely, it won't be as strong as the completed animal weapon or augmented lore equipment. Uh, so it might feel like equipment useful for a second job. Yoshida says, yeah, in addition to that, you'll be able to use it for glamour. However, the type of equipment you obtain is based on the job that you participate with, so please note that. Uh, will you exper uh, uh, will experience you obtain in the dungeon be reflected outside? For the experience you obtain in the dungeon, you'll get some amount reflecting that outside, so you can use this as a resource for experience while you level up. Of course, it won't directly reflect the leveling up that happens in the dungeon. Uh, well, it's good that there are a variety of purposes, by the way, uh, from the name of the content with the word dead and what you've shown, we're expecting Edda to be involved. Can you speak about that? Uh, Yoshida says, well, a certain woman was shown in the trailer, but please wait until the content is implemented. After you complete deep dungeon for this patch, there will be certain side quests that occur, and once you clear certain 
quest, a certain character's story will be completed. However, if you want to know all of the truth around that, you'll have to wait until more floors are added. Hopefully, players can get excited to find out more and challenge the new floors. About this certain character. Certain character. Uh, I know there are people looking for challenging content to participate in light parties. Is this intended to be difficult four-person content as you get towards floor 200? Yoshida says the story will probably end around floor 100, and then the rest of the floors up through 200 would just be there as a tough challenge. Yes. That that being said, please realize it's still under development. Uh, uh, there will be ranking associated with this, uh, and uh, there is, there's a little bit more. Uh, 200 floors, that's pretty deep. Uh, it should be something fun to do outside of raiding. Uh, so uh, will all of the rankings be in a hierarchy? No, we plan to have scores for each job. Uh, and uh, if you want to know more, you can find the full article and translated interview over at Blue Garter. Again, shout out to Slicer and all of the Blue Garter staff for their hard work and uh, getting that information out to the community. God, everything he says about I love it, like... There's very little in that interview that gives me pause. Exactly. I'm just super excited. Deep Dungeon, I think, is going to be absolutely fantastic, and I cannot wait for its implementation. Uh, All right, guys. I know that I'm sure that there are a few of you hanging on the line that want to call in, and I know that we've got some emails to get through, but the thing is, is we have got to call this episode good because because we've got to turn around and we've got to be ready by four o'clock to uh live broadcast the ea conference out at e3 that's going to be happening over at our other channel twitch.tv slash final encountercast we invite you to join us we're going to be watching it in the stream and uh reacting to certain things Ooh, get high and then uh we're going to be talking about it afterwards and taking your calls so if you'd like to react to anything that's going on uh uh, on the E3 uh, convention floor, then make sure that you join us over at twitch.tv slash final encountercast because we're going to give you the opportunity to sound off on it and let all of our listening audience know how you feel about 2017's upcoming games. And uh, boy, are we excited to have Kuki out there to help us cover the event. We're going to be checking in live on the show floor when we can with her. And then next week, we'll have a full presentation of, uh, of our post shows of each of the uh, E3 presentations as well as live interviews, uh, exclusive interviews conducted by Kuki from the show floor. We'll have that and much, much more. That's all next week at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. Please go tune in now to twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast as we get ready for Electronic Arts opening keynote conference for E3 2016. I want to thank my crew, Nika Kayani and Juxtaposition, Escalia Rayumasa. we got Papa Woody hanging out and uh, Kooky Persona doing great work out at E3. I'm Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Nero Grigori and Juxtaposition. 
Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. <laughs> <laughs>